Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Thank you very much indeed. I'm waiting for this to download. I've had a song in my head. Um, this, this sound means turn the mics on because, um, I have words to impart to the nation. For some reason, I have no idea why, but this song, which I am downloading now, has been in my head all bloody evening. So now, I'm gonna put it in your head. There we go. I was tired of my lady We'd been together too long Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina coladas
So here's the thing. That song, right? That song has been in my head for the last hour, and I've been singing it. Been singing rude versions. Yeah, very rude versions. I've been singing a few like penis coladas. Um, who sang that song, Catherine? Um, I'm a man. Yes. Um, big hit, big hit, big hit. His name Ron Roy. R- Rupert Holmes. Oh. In America, it was the last number one hit of the 1970s. So, yeah, so we got a little bit of background on the song, right? But it's a, it's an effed up song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a very, very disturbing song. It, you, you, your chorus, you like, it's all about, yeah, pina colada. Pina colada, of course, is the cocktail that tastes like a milkshake, isn't yes. it? They are absolutely delicious. It's kind of like a jolly babushka. Yeah. I remember when I was giving up booze, I discovered pina coladas, and I thought, well, they can't be that bad. They taste so delicious. Um... So it's it's a jolly jaunty kind of ah pina colada like yeah drinking in the in the rain beautiful beautiful beautiful, um and that song has been a soundtrack to many many lives. But when you listen to the lyrics, when you analyse it, it has got to be. I'm going to say it: the seediest song ever written let's get a bit of background from about it before we we deconstruct the lyrics okay we, we've got three hours okay I, i'm in no rush right i'm in no rush whatsoever we're gonna get to the bottom do you know what the full title of the song is here we go the full title of the song here's the a clue the pina colada song bit is in brackets oh mm. yeah escape <gasps> brackets the Pina Colada song. So straight away from the title, knowing, knowing that the word escape is there, there is an element of menace about it. There is a hint of darkness. Escape. Um, you know, the great escape, escape to victory. Esca- escape uh, from New York. Escape from New York. Escape is about leaving a, 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 a place of torment, of torture, quite often a prison, and getting to a, a place freedom. of freedom. So instantly, once you know the full title, you know that this song is a bit more menacing than the chorus chorus would have you think. The cover of the seven-inch single of Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, Close Brackets, by Rupert Holmes. Done a lot of research into this. It's not a headshot of the singer, it's a chest shot of the singer. He's wearing a white T-shirt. His hands are in fists in front of him, handcuffed. <gasps> so the picture on the seven-inch sleeve is telling you this is a dark, dark song. A song of great menace. A song not of celebration, but of actual... Bondage. Of bondage. Let's read, give you some facts about it. And then we're going to dive into the lyrics of the song and we're going to deconstruct it in the same way that you, at, when you were at school, would have deconstructed a Siegfried Sassoon poem or Return of the Native or a Jane Austen novel or, or, or a Shakespeare play. We're going to dive in and we're going to deconstruct it. We've got three hours. We've got until one o'clock. And um, if we don't get it finished by one o'clock, I'm back tomorrow. So... We have got time to give this the treatment that it deserves. 
Few facts. Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, is a song written and recorded by British-born American singer Rupert Holmes. Find out if Rupert Holmes is still alive. Let's get that bastard on this show. <laughs> okay. For his album, Partners in Crime. Partners in Crime. There will be a test. There will be a test. Go on. He's alive. He's 70. And I believe. Yep. I may be able to get hold of him. Okay, let's get let's get him on the show. Let's get him on the show tonight. Uh, the lead single for the album, the pop song, was recommended by Billboard for radio broadcasts. Um, it peaked at the end of December to become the last U.S. number one song of the nineteen seventies. It was displaced. <laughs> oh. The first US uh, number one song of the 1980s, Casey and the Sunshine Bands, Please Don't Go. Okay, so it's it was a big song. Um, let's read a little bit about the background of the song, and then we're going to dive into the lyrics, we're going to tear it apart. You're welcome to join in tonight. We are uh, 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 workshopping the uh, Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. You are, you are very, very welcome to, uh, to join us. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. You can, of course, watch us on Periscope this evening. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Um, uh, let's see a little bit. The song came from an unused track for which Holmes wrote temporary or dummy lyrics. This version, Law of the Jungle, with the silly lyrics, was released as part of his cast of characters 2005 box set and was inspired by a want ad he read whilst idly scanning the personals one day. As Holmes put it, I thought, what would happen to me if I answered this ad? And what we learn from Holmes there is he's an observer of people. He's an observer of life. He's a philosopher. He is someone that um, gets his inspiration from others around him. He wants to know um, uh, how people tick what people think, how they feel, why they feel. And uh, he, he likes to, to imagine uh, certain actions, uh, if he took certain actions, what the impact would be on those surrounding him. So he's an intelligent guy. We know that he is an observant, intelligent, bright guy who likes mind games. No, when I say mind games, I don't mean in the cruel sense, although, although when we get to the lyrics, <laughs> that might be the case. But he likes to play games in his mind. He likes to fantasise. Um, and luckily for us, he has the skills as a poet and a songwriter to um, distill those fantasies into a three-minute, four-minute pop song. Excellent stuff so far. We continue. I'd go and see if it was my own wife who was bored with me. Now, that's a weird fantasy to have. Find out how many times this guy's been married. That's a weird fantasy to have. Straight away... We've entered the darkness. He's, he's gone straight in there. I saw a wanted ad um, in the personals, and I wondered, if I answered it, would it be my own wife? Wow. Weird. Isn't it? Heavy shiz, man. Heavy shiz. We continue. The title of the song was originally going to be People Need Other People. The chorus originally started with, If you like Humphrey Bogart. Oh, which Holmes changed at the last minute, replacing the actor with the name of the first exotic cocktail that came to mind. Came to mind. The original lyric said... I'm going to tell you what the original lyric to escape the Pina Colada song said after these ads. (laughs) 
Late Night Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, dear listeners. Slightly different show tonight. We're going to be dissecting Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. You're welcome to join in. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The original lyric said, If you like Humphrey Bogart and getting caught in the rain, on the way to the session the next morning, R- morning Rupert says, I read the lyrics to a cab driver and asked him if he got the twist ending before I got to it. And there is a twist ending, which we will come to in a bit. He said no, and he thought the story was good. When I got to the session, I turned to my guitarist, Dean Balin, and said, I've just written a lyric. It's a story song. I don't want you to get ahead of it, so I'm going to go on mic and sing the song without stopping. If I don't sing a line perfectly, I'm not going to stop because I want you to hear the song in one listening. He's a performer, he's an entertainer, uh, but above all else, he is a storyteller. A tradition that goes back centuries, centuries, centuries. You you can imagine Rupert Holmes um, in the days of Vikings, gathering everyone round a fire and saying, "Come, come closer to the warmth. I have a story to tell. Rupert the Bard. Rupert the Bard. You can imagine him strolling from town to town in medieval England. And people would say, hither, I see yonder storyteller, Rupert the Bard, travelling to us. I wonder what excitements he has for us over this coming weekend period. Gathered round the fire, he says, I have a story to tell you. Do you like pina coladas? And away he goes. He's a storyteller. It's, It's a tradition as old as time, if not older. Because what is history if it's not stories being told and being passed down? The Pina Colada song, Brackets, Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, is a story as old as time itself. And he is simply displaying himself to be a teller of stories. Now, having done some research, we know... That that's true. That's spot on. Catherine, what do we know about Rupert Holmes, please? What we know about Rupert Holmes is thus. Yes. Okay. He was born in England, in Cheshire. Yep. Beautiful. But ended up in New York City. Of course he did. So he's a traveller. He wants more from the world. He wants to experience. He wants to live. He wants to go and see things that, that, that others only read about in books and see in movies. Well, his, I like this guy. His father was a US Army warrant officer and yep. band leader. There we go. So the music, you could argue, the music is literally in his DNA. His mother was English, Gwendolyn Mary. Oh, what a what Both a were musical. Yep. He was both British and American. Yep. A, a person of the world, a yep. citizen of the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Completely. And, and and let's be honest, guys. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. Two of the... the, 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 the when it comes to contributions to music, popular um, uh, uh, as well as all other forms of music, America and Britain lead the way. Age, they lead the way. Age six, Rupert yes. and his family go back to America. Yep. He's living in New York. He's going to the Manhattan School of Music later, Wowzers. majoring in clarinet. Wowzers. His brother Richard is the principal lyric baritone of the New York Gilbert and Sullivan Players. Yep. He sings roles with regional opera companies such as the Glimmerglass Opera, yep. Late George and Virginia Opera, and also appeared at the Metropolitan Opera. So music, music, music. In 1969, Holmes married his childhood friend, Elizabeth Lisa Wood Dreyfus, an attorney. Wowzers. In 1986, Holmes's daughter, Wendy, died suddenly at the age of 10 of okay. an undiagnosed brain tumour. He has two sons, Nick and Timothy, the latter of whom has autism. OK, let's find out more. He's also... Re- you're telling me he's written stories... 
for television and movies. Um, he's been a play- this guy. This guy is a big player in the world of entertainment and of storytelling. We'll come back to Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song in a bit, but just tell us some of those uh, uh, um, story manifestations. Okay, please. so he's been a playwright. Yep. Professional debut was a playwright with a musical, The Mystery of Edwin Drood, later known as Drood. Drood! Exclamation mark! Encouraged to write a musical by Joseph Papp and his wife after they attended one of Holmes's cabarets in 1983. The result, loosely based on the Charles Dickens unfinished novel yep. and inspired by Holmes' memories of the English panto shows he attended as a child, was a hit in New York Central Park and on Broadway. Uh, so you've got that. You've got Swango, the theatrical dance experience. Swango, guys, Swango. We'll go back. We'll we'll dive into his biography again in a bit. Um, here's an interesting um, thing that you can say whenever the Pina Colada song comes on. You can say, "Here's a bit of trivia." Did you know the guy that wrote and performed this, Rupert Holmes? Doesn't really like pina coladas. There you go. Is that's, that true? That's an actual fact. He doesn't care for pina coladas. He once appeared on the Uncle Floyd show saying he didn't like it. Here's an interesting bit of trivia as well. Uncle Floyd is a nobody who hates me for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why, but the people that are around Uncle Floyd are complete and utter assholes. That's a tangent. Mm. So he doesn't like pina coladas. But yet he's written a song about it. And he, he himself admits that the song, um, it, it, he looks on it with fondness, because I bet he bought him a lot of houses and a lot of cars, but he admits it detracted from some of his more serious works. 0344 499 1000. Um, Alan's called in to uh, join the escape brackets, the Pina Colada song, close brackets, uh, discussion forum this evening. Alan. Well, I've got a bit of information about where it charted in the UK. Oh, this is exactly what we need, sir. Continue. It got to number 23 in the UK chart. Is that all? It was number one in America and Canada. What a surprise. What a surprise, because it's such a well-known song. And this is the thing I've learned as I've got older. Quite often, songs that we love and are very familiar with weren't actually that big a chart hit. Because that's a pretty... Here's a, here's a little bit of trivia about the monkeys. The Daydream Believer. Everyone knows Daydream Believer. The David song... Jones on vocals. David Jones on vocals. The song Randy Scouse gets was a single over here, was a bigger hit than Daydream. It got to number two, and I think Daydream Believer got to number four or number five. So quite often, we don't remember the bigger hits, Catherine. I wonder whether that's got to do with the fact that we were not a big cocktail nation in 1979. Uh, well, I... What we need... What we could do... It, I don't, this is going to be tricky. Can you find a drinks historian? i tell you why. Because we weren't a big cocktail thing. And here's the thing. I remember in the 70s and for a lot of the 80s... Um, there were no restaurants. There were no re- there were no restaurants in this. Co- you might get a French restaurant and a couple of curry houses. That was it. People did not go out and eat. Now we go out and eat all the time. You go out for lunch and you go out for dinner and probably go out for breakfast as well. But no one went out to, to, to eat. Very often, not to say never, but very often they didn't go out and eat. They would sit at home and cook their own meals. And I wonder, Alan. I wonder. If we were aware of the drink, the pina colada, because it would have seemed, if we were aware of it, it would have seemed to to dull and drab Britain post-punk in 1979, it would have seemed a very, very glamorous thing. Well, it didn't hit Birmingham till about 1992. Sorry? It didn't hit Birmingham till about 1992. What? Um, pina coladas? Yeah, because um, there was a club in Birmingham called Snobs, and they, 
and they didn't do it. They didn't do... Snobs in Birmingham didn't do pina coladas until 1992. Because it, they said it was too, it was a gay drink. <laughs> oh, yes! Now we're getting somewhere. Now we are getting somewhere. Alan, that is the best call you've ever made to a phone-in radio show. Now we're getting somewhere. Snobs in Birmingham wouldn't serve pina coladas until 1992 because it was a gay drink. A gay drink. And yet today we hear the wonderful story about the uh, gentleman who, uh, the gay gentleman who is entitled to get his um, husband's pension or something when he dies. I don't know the full story, but it's another, it's another blow for bigots and homophobes. Um, it's, uh, it is uh, more equality for my gay brothers and my lesbian sisters and my transgender brothers and sisters and all of those things. And it's great, great news. So there's one in the eye. In 1992, you could buy your first pina colada in Birmingham. In 1991, they were not served because it was a gay drink. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Catherine? Yes. You got something to say? No, I've just sent an email to uh, Drink Historian. Oh, <laughs> yes! Let's see what we happens. We are cooking on gas. Um, we're going to delve into the lyrics of the song in a minute. Um, but before that, I thought it would be interesting if we listened to some other versions of the song. And here's a lovely, lovely ukulele version of Escape, brackets, the Pina Colada song. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this. I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon 
Cut through all this red tape At a bar called Oasis Where we'll plan our escape So I waited with high hopes As she walked in the place I knew her smile in an instant I knew the curves of the face It was my own lovely lady And she said, oh, it's you Then we laughed for a moment And I said, I never knew I never knew you liked piña coladas Getting caught in the rain Feel of the ocean and the taste of champagne. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape, you're the lady I looked for. Come with me and escape. Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 If you want to join in the discussion, um, the big story tonight is Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. We are dissecting it. We now dive into the lyrics. First line, boom, straight in there. Here's a, here's a question for you, right? Is there a better opening line to any song ever? Is there a better opening line than this? This sets up the whole story. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. That says everything, doesn't it? It says, I mean, it it dates it wonderfully with the term my lady. It's beautiful late 70s kind of uh, American ownership thing. I love it. Also, I love the... um the juxtaposition of what sounds like a respectful term yep. with what he's about to do to yep. her. <laughs> I was tired of my lady. Just have a think about the relationship you're in now, right? With a man or a woman. Or both. Or both. And just think, you're tired of them? I bet more of you are tired of them than you'd care to admit. And what Rupert Holmes does is... He speaks the unspeakable. We've all been, whether it's the relationship you're in now or or the the last one you were in, we've all been in relationships where we've been, you know, in bed with with our partner or we've been, you know, sat opposite them in a restaurant or or, or a table in a pub and we just thought, I am so tired of you. (laughs) My God, that's cold. No, no, but it's true. We've all thought it. I'm so tired tired of you my lady oh i'm so tired of you my man we've all thought it very very few of us have the balls to put our hands up and say i am tired of you my lady when when have you ever heard anyone ever say that you don't even your mates don't go oh man i'm so tired of her oh man i was tired of my lady we've been together too long 
that happens. Here's the thing, right? Divorce is, um, it's, it's like over 50% of marriages end in divorce now. I remember when it was a third and people saying, well, that's too much. Um, and it's, it's, it, uh, here are the two, I'm going to give you the two reasons for divorce, right? One, we're living a lot longer than we, we were, you know, we ever have done. So people are spending, suddenly, you know, we, we got married back in the day. You might have 25 years together before one of you carked it. Now you can have like 40, 50 years. And you don't have to get up to the 40, 50 year mark to be tired of someone. You can get to the 10, 15 year mark and go, bloody hell, I don't think I can do another 30 with him. I, c- I couldn't do another 25 with her. You get, it happens. So reason number one, there are more divorces, is because we are living longer. Reason number two, Facebook. Facebook. That's why people get divorced. You know why? Come on, Catherine. And I know you've done this. Mm-hmm. We all go on Facebook. At some point, two o'clock in the morning, we fi- finish work or we're just flicking through videos on YouTube and you think, I wonder what the third girl I ever went out with is doing now. You type their name into Facebook and you see that she's um, still a bit fruity and a bit sexy. And you might, some people might send a message. And excited, or I wonder, that, that, remember when I was um, engaged to that French, French girl? Uh, I wasn't. I was just, uh, and um, then I wonder where they are now. You can find all of your exes and all of the people that you, you fancy but never asked out. Or, you know, the cute girl that was in year two at school who, who was in the same French class as you but nothing else. You can find all of these people now. They're just a click away. It's to paraphrase phrase the rolling stones it's just a click away it's just a click away and by that they mean that the temptation is there and people at two o'clock in the morning are bored they are lonely they are horny they are contemplating all kinds of things and you might fire off you know a seemingly innocent message but actually it's quite loaded it's the very fact you've sent that message just just popped into my head and wondered how you're doing it's right. loaded at the top of this train of thought you said i'd done this you know i've done this but not because i was feeling lonely or horny no, i just wanted no. to check whether or not they were bald no no well you, you, it starts off as that you went out you used to go out with hairy men so no i used to go out with swarthy young men no and you I, used to go out with french men and spaniards and they were hairy well they weren't hairy then the french guy was about you could 15 tell, well he, well exactly <laughs> He was about 15 yeah. and cute, and yeah. now he's like 40 and really hairy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do, but 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 you're right. Most people, let's have a look. Yeah, you just want to see what they look like now. But some people, um, significant... another reason why. Yeah, go on. Because I didn't have photos of them. It's not like it is yep. now where everyone's got a photo of yep. every single minute of the day. Yeah. Sometimes you can't actually remember what they look like. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Um. And so you go and have a look. And, and some people, they just have a look, and that's fine. But for, I think for a significant number of people, and I think it will become um, a, a more and more um, common, um, because the kind of novelty of Facebook has sort of worn off, I mm-hmm. think, for, for our generation. But it will become more and more common. And, and it, will, it has broken up marriages. People have got back together with their first loves. They've left their wives and kids to go off with the person that they, they lost their cherry to when they were 15 years old. They, you know, they, they leave their, um, fiancés because the boyfriend that, um, that, that dumped them when they were 17, that didn't turn up to take them to the school disco, has got back in touch and said, I've, I've spent the last 10 years regretting that decision. Please go. That people go off and run. It breaks up families. So the two key factors in divorce in this country, 034 
awful. 499-1000, if you think I'm wrong. Um, uh, the fact that we live longer and Facebook. It's as simple as that. Julie's on the line. Good evening, Julie. Good evening. Good evening, Julie. What you got for us? Um, I just wanted to tell you how much I'm enjoying this part of the show. Yep. And um, I've just started doing a podcast where I talk to people about music yes. and what it means to them and uh, analyse songs and stuff. And it's just kind of struck me that um, I used to think when I first heard this song, I used to think it was quite funny yeah. because guess what happens in the end. But actually looking back on it now... I don't know. I would think if I found that I'd um, got on a date and it turned out to be my husband, I think I'd be really cool. Well, these days, it would be a Tinder date, wouldn't it? Do you remember? Do you remember? And there's there's, there's a lot of... The, the, we're coming up to a line. I think the, the um, third and fourth line of the first verse. We might get to it just after 11. Um, by the way, we've got until one o'clock, and if we, over, if we don't finish it, we're here tomorrow. Um, but do you remember... Um, the episode of Coronation Street, where um, Jack Duckworth was... And now, I don't remember it. I don't remember how, but he was... he was. I think it was a... Per, he replied to a personal ad. It must have been based on this song. He replied yeah. to a personal ad. Mm. And he was exchanging sexy messages, right? And then he was going to meet them, bizarrely, in um, the, the Rover's Return, which seemed a bit stupid. <laughs> and she, this woman, this glamorous woman walked in, all dolled up and all tarted up, and it was, she took off like a veil or whatever. It was Vera. Yeah. It was Vera. And she chased him out the pub, battering him with her handbag. Classic. That, I, yeah, I, which, I, which I think is the, is the, is the correct response. Because I think you're supposed to think, oh, do you know what? It turns out, after all, yeah. that, you know, we've got, we connect on a deeper level and we just didn't realise it. But I think no. you'd be really cross. But I've also got um, an opening line lyric Go that on. may be, that I think is that. And that's um, from Squeeze Up the Junction, yep. which is... I never thought it would happen with me and the girl from Clapham out on the Windy Common that night. I ain't forgotten. I all oh, do you know what? I, I like Squeeze. I like Squeeze a lot. I always found up the junction quite clunky. I, I find oh, really? it. Uh, yeah, I do. Because the melody doesn't really. It's just. I don't think there's even a chorus in it, is it? It's just. It's just verse, 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 verse. If I remember it correctly, um, and I know it's one of their early works, but I just find. The the rhymes in that song a little bit too. They're trying a little bit too hard. Can I ask you another question then? Which is, um, and obviously I'm tugging a little bit my amateur podcast off my Twitter bio. But what does this song remind you of? Like, do you remember hearing this song when it first came out? Have you got any recollections around this song? Do I remember? What does it ask me that again? So this this one to me, like I, I was saying, I kind of thought it was quite a funny song that they would meet, and I oh, guess what? It's his wife after all. Have you got any recollections around hearing this song or that kind of that time when you would have heard this song? Um, it 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 kind of for me fits in and links up quite nicely to a song I played the other day. Um, Andrew Gould, Gold, Never Let yeah. a Slip Away, yeah, and also Baker song. Street. And yes. um and another song, and they all just kind of seem to be on the radio. Yeah, I, I don't even know the years. I don't even know if the years correlate. It's, it's, it's how you, the brain com- can compress time sometimes. Uh, they they all just kind of yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the back seat. That kind of still, I'm in yeah. the back seat of the car, or you know, being driven somewhere, yeah. or it's it, it, my, my sister's taping the charts on on Radio One. You know, it's it's it, it, uh, yes, I am young. I'm a young person. Yes. Oh, good. I'm just really enjoying it. 
Thank you, Julie. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can chip in with this, guys. Don't 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 be shy. You're more than welcome to uh, to give us a call and, and give us your thoughts on Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, the last number one in the U.S. of the nineteen seventies by Rupert Holmes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is uh, the late night alternative. You wouldn't get this on LBC with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio, we have ways of making you talk. Um, it is the late night alternative, and tonight we are being very alternative. We are deconstructing the Pina Colada song. Sorry, I'm going to give it its full title because no one does. No one does. Escape brackets the Pina Colada song. Close brackets by Rupert Holmes, the last U.S. number one of the 1970s. Only got into the mid 20s in the U.K. and I think that's really interesting because everyone knows that song. Everyone knows that song. I know it's appeared in, in loads of movies, you, you know, some seriously, some ironically, and um, but it is a very, very famous song. We're on the first, we're on the, 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 we've just done the first line of the first verse, which was, I was tired of my lady, we'd been together for too long. I, I'll come to you in a minute, Mark, I just want to get to the second line before 11. Um, like a worn out recording of a favourite song. Ooh. Now that line is... How many words are there? One, two, like a worn-out recording of a favourite song. It's nine words, right? And in those nine words, he sums up genuine... I'm not taking the mickey here, right? I'm not doing this as a, as a piss take. He genuinely sums up the last three months, six months, sometimes the last couple of years of a relationship. And the first, think about it, right? Yeah. You f- when you find a brilliant song, yeah. what do you do? Especially when, play, you, when you play you're young. over and over again. Over and over. You yeah. want it again and yeah. again and again and yeah. again. And then after a while you think, oh, is there nothing better? Yeah. I've, I, it's like... I, this is sounding old. I could eat shepherd's pie for dinner every night of my life. But I know that at some point I'd want to change I, I wouldn't. At some point, I go. Phew. Or at least you want. Like, and we got a cottage pie, you or, know, or more carrots in it, or exactly. something. Like a worn-out recording of a favourite song, and I love the thing. And this is a real 1970s. But you know what he means by worn-out recording? What wizard sleeve? Like a joystick in a cathedral? No, I just meant that you know he'd been in the groove too long. Well, here's the thing, and it's a real 70s thing, and I don't think it it died out in the 70s. Songwriters singing about songs mm. i'm gonna write a classic i'm gonna write it in an attic um billy joel certainly had uh, a couple of songs about N- about songwriting natasha beddingfield um yeah 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 she did you don't hear it so much now and uh, narina palo oh yeah go on didn't she write love song not gonna write you it's all about being forced to yeah. write something she didn't okay. want to okay well maybe there's more of it than i uh, had, sam uh, smith do it for the love. Okay, I don't know who Sam Smith is. Well, he's he's a modern uh, bard. Exactly, <laughs> he's bard. You're bard. Um, like a worn-out recording of a favourite song. So he's saying, you know, he was in love with her. He was in love with her. She was one of his favourite favourite people. Over familiar. But he's over familiar. It, it just, just just bored. Now here is where we'll get to that in a second. We got some phone calls. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Evening. Evening, Mark. What you got for us? Um, I wanted to talk about babushka. Mm. And it's it's like almost the same story, but from an angry woman. Uh, now, Kath mentioned this. I don't know Babushka 
that well. Oh, well give, give us the deets. The first line, of course, Mark, is she wanted to test her husband. She knew, she exactly, knew exactly what to, to do. do. A pseudonym to fool him. She couldn't have she made a have worse, made worse choice. Move. So from the start, <laughs> it's like foreboding. Wowzers. She's catfishing her husband. Whereas this one feels more like a honey trap. You know, it feels a bit more a bit more jolly, doesn't it, Mark? But Babushka, you know it's going to end in tears. Exactly. And it, the, the Pina Colada song, sorry, Escape, the Pina Colada song, uh, ends sort of happy, like they, they laugh. Oh, are we silly? Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. But, Babushka, but you get the, the feeling there's going to be a bobbit. Well, yeah, you even get, like, the sounds of plates smashing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I'm not that familiar with the, the work of, uh, Bush. Kate Bush. No, I'm not that fa- I like the idea of Kate Bush, and my sister went and saw one of her shows when she did that run of shows, and apparently it was amazing. I would like to have seen that. I'm not that, that familiar with her, but it, I, I do think it is, it is a good theme for a song, the exhaustion of a love affair, it's of a relationship. As, as well, that song was in 1980, this one's 1979. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mm. Um, Mark, thank you for that. I appreciate your input. Let's go to Bill. Good evening, Bill. Wagwan sexy. Wagwan sexy, Bill. What have you got for us this evening, boss? Well, I just want to give you a call, mate. See how you're doing, son. I'm good, thank you. We're dissecting the uh, escape brackets, the Pina Colada song by, um, uh, Rupert Holmes. And I just wonder what your thoughts were on it, Bill. Una pequena lada, I wanna swim in lava. Uh, I've heard that song somewhere. Um, yeah, you, that's that's a different song. That's a song by um, Jonathan King. Oh bloody hell! Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Oh my god! Oh, um, my what god, happened? Sorry. What happened to your last relationship, Bill? I've just got bored, really. Yeah. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. Listen to these lyrics. I was tired of my lady. We'd been yeah. together too long. Like a yeah. worn-out recording of a favourite song. I can simplify that. Yeah, go on. So basically, yeah, I give you, after six months, you can moan as much as you want. But if you start moaning within the first month, I'm I'm out. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. Because you've got a lifetime of it. You've got a lifetime of it. Define moaning. Eh? What do you mean by moaning? Do you mean, like... just think, oh, you shouldn't drink so much. And, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't. You should go out with your friends. Uh, and, no. You know what that no, is? No, no, that's that's no, no, that's that's too simplified. What I mean is, she was concerned someone... about your alcoholic tendencies. No, no, no she no, thought she wanted to no, mould you for a problem, my friend. For keeps. Oh. She's trying to train you up. It, it's trying to change me. Yeah. Yeah, and if and if um, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing I've learned. Whenever you get with someone. They will always try and change you. They will always. And it's, it's, yeah. The, the person, you decide on whether you're going to stick with that person or not based quite a lot on how much they're trying to, going to try and change you. Cause some people will try and change you a lot and some yeah. people will try and change you a little bit and subtly over time. And some people will just like ask you to wash now and again. Well, oh, but I there's, love washing. but there's, there's always, there will always be pressure on you, slight or strong. To be slightly different to the person that you are. Oh, it's, it's all luck as well, we. Well, it is luck. Do you buy this thing, Bill? I was thinking about this the other day as I was riding around on my scooter. I was going to say something else. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> riding around on girls. I was going to say riding around on someone. No. 
Do you think, right, that there is one person for you? Yep. Just one person? Yep. But where is she? I've missed the boat on that, my friend. <laughs> well, th- here's the thing. If there is one person for you, right, um, generally, we get to p- we-, we get together with people, with either people that we work with or people who live near us, right? So True. there are seven billion people on the planet... And the odds of that one person that's just for you living within a five mile radius or working in the same office as you is pretty slim. So I've come to the conclusion there isn't that one person for you. There are a number of people for you that have no. that have different percentages of how much they are for you. So you might meet someone who's sixty percent for you or eighty five percent. For you. I've met the 100, my friend. Oh, what, and what happened there, Billiam? So, basically, um, oh, this is going back. We, to be fair, this, this, is the, this, is, this ain't the punchline, but this is quite interesting. Okay. We, still, we still work together, but um, about four, five, no, I'd say four years ago, Yeah, I was seeing someone. But because of... Guys, right, we got the dump to Seddy on. That's, sorry, un- that's sorry, unusual sorry. for you, Bill. We've touched a, a nerve with you on this story because you've <laughs> never... You've been fo- you have been phoning me for years in various states of mental capacity and you have never sworn before. No, I, I used to be sweary on the other places. Oh, I did used you? To be very okay. sweary. Right. And you, you were very... Um, and I, I had to win your trust and I feel like I've just, I've just thrown out... No, don't way. worry. Go on. You, you go, go on. So you're talking about the religious... So, um, what, what? Yeah, we, so... We really liked each other. We saw each other, but we couldn't take it no further. Yeah. What? Because she was um, Christian or something? No, 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 no. She was Turkish, which Uh, is all nice. Which is all nice. So Muslim? Yeah, but not even that. It was more of a family thing. Okay, okay, okay. She she was very... uh, Religiously, she was very moderate, so that weren't really the issue, but it was more of a... They um, didn't like her going out with with, with you, because you were a white English guy. Okay. They they keep the money within themselves, you know? Right, and so she... What, she um, dropped... She dumped you, then? Yeah, and it was... Oh, it's it's weird, because we don't talk now. We say hello, goodbye, blah, blah, blah. Wow. But we, yeah, and you still, you still hold a candle for her. No, well, no, I always. Well, then she. Hang on a minute. Then she. (laughs) Then this. (laughs) Then she's not the the one. If that exists for you, she still gets upset when I'm like other colleagues talk to me about my love life. She goes bright red and she gets all awkward. And but that doesn't mean she's. That doesn't mean she's the one. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I think I've missed the boat on that. I think, you, I think really... you had a lucky escape. Well, a lot of people say that, but... Well. I don't know, I don't know, Ian, I don't know. I, I just get that that instinct with her. I've not really met someone I was that into as much that yeah. I was willing to change for. Are you sure it's her and not the idea of her that you like? Oh, I like that one, Catherine, I like that one. <laughs> I've been there, my friend. Oh, my shrink, my shrink. The other thing is, because there was that impediment in the way, you never had to sort of go for it. And so it's a nice, oh, tempting idea. I went for it. Right. <laughs> you, had, um, you had an enemy. You had a common enemy. You had, there was a bad guy there, so she could never become the bad guy because the bad yeah, guy dad. was the family. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's, it's. Do you know what it is? It's all vibe based, but you can tell we're both in the wrong kind of place. You know. Yeah. But you know that's life. I'm getting on with it. I'm soldiering along. I'm, I'm tindering through. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I doubt you're going to find it on Tinder, mind. Oh no, I don't. Oh, honestly, if I could really, really send, I can't say it on air, but if I could say send Ian the transcripts of like some of my Tinder pranks, he'd laugh his head off. Tinder, pr- actually... Tinder pranks. Yeah. Oh, Is it, let me guess. Gone. You 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 send um, sexy messages to ugly girls. No, 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 no. I'm far more creative than that, Ian. <laughs> Go on, then. What do you do? So, like, basically... All right, this is a clean one. This is a clean one. There's no swears. There's nothing derogatory. Can I tell you? Yeah, please do. So, I'll use a fake name, just in case. Yes. So, I just put, Hi, Jess. Sorry for the late reply. I was getting in my car, and a hawk swooped down, and he picked me up, and he flew me off, and the next thing you knew, I was in a strip club, and I had no money... And uh, I can't remember. It, it was better than that, to be fair. But yeah, yeah it was really mad. But I, I just sent mad ones. And um, basic, can I tell you this one with no derogatories? Yeah, well, yeah, we're pe- bearing in mind people are judging you with every word that comes out of your mouth. But <laughs> That's yes. All right. no, one, no one knows me, sir. Well, you're Bill. Well, I'm Bill. Who's Bill? I'm just something that comes through the door that you don't like. <laughs> Go on, Bill. Go on. I really like Bill. I really like Bill. <laughs> Shall I tell you this one without, without, um, yeah. without expletives? Yeah. So I will ask randomly, and it, to, to be fair, it depends if they look pretentious or not. So if they're okay. pretentious, they, I'll ask if them. If they then. look pretentious, do you mean if they've got glasses? <laughs> no, just like you know the description and all that. that yes. you, you can tell when someone's a bit of a, you know. Yes. Oh. So anyway, I asked. Say you need to do a number one or a number two at the same time. Me personally, I sit down and I just chuck up between my legs. Okay, I'm right off, Bill. I've gone right off, Bill. (laughs) No, it's banter. It's banter. It's just banter, Bill. I don't understand that. Of course you'd sit down. You're not going to stand up, do number one first, then sit down for the number two. You do it all in one. Why does a woman that doesn't know you need to know this? (laughs) Here's the interesting thing. Um, I know of three people to whom Bill is their favourite caller. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Um, dear listener, we're having... Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with me and Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. Sam's going to be the guy answering your phone calls. Uh, and, and this really is as much of an alternative as you could ever get. You wouldn't get this on the other stations. LBC are probably talking about bloody Muslims or something, I don't know, and, and, and Duncan Barks be barking on about Brexit. Here, we are deconstructing Escape, brackets, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Do chip in with your, your thoughts on what's got to be one of the most sensational uh, songs ever written in the entire history of man. Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, close brackets, by Rupert Holmes. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Of my lady, we've been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And then the personal columns 
There was this letter I read If you like being a Coladas And getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you like making love at midnight In the dunes of the cave Think about my lady I know that sounds kinda mean But me and my old lady Have fallen into that same old dull routine So I wrote to the paper To cut a personal ad And though I'm nobody's poet I thought I wasn't half bad Yes, I like being a Coladas And getting caught in the rain to help food I am into champagne I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon Cut to all this red tape At a bar called O'Malley's Where we plan our escape With high hopes As she walked in the place I knew her smile in an instant I knew the curve of her face It was my own lovely lady As she said, oh it's you And we laughed for a moment And I said, I never knew That you like being a Coladas And getting caught in the rain And the taste of champagne If you like making love at midnight In the dunes of the cave You're the love that I've looked for So come with me and escape If you like pina coladas um, We are deconstructing Escape Brackets, the pina colada song um, By Rupert Holmes That's a version by Side Salad Lots of you have been asking, what is a pina colada, Catherine? I believe you can tell people how to make a pina colada at home. Please drink responsibly. Of course I can. Go. Wash your hands. Yes. 35 millilitres, that's one and a quarter fluid ounces of gold rum. Oh, yeah. One tablespoon of coconut flavoured rum. <sighs> 50 millilitres, that's two fluid ounces of coconut cream. Yes. 50 millilitres, two fluid ounces of pineapple juice. Yeah, yeah. Three or four pineapple chunks to serve. Two pineapple leaves and one maraschino cherry. Oy. You pour the two rums, the coconut cream, the pineapple juice and the chunks of pineapple into a blender and blend until smooth. And to serve, pour into a cocktail glass and garnish with pineapple leaves and a maraschino cherry. I hate... Those, those are like fake cherries, aren't they? Yeah, they're kind of... Um, yeah, kind of almost candied, aren't they? I hate those cherries. Oh, actually, but they're not... Um, 
the what they called glacé cherries. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking of. The Maraschino's a bit more juicy. Okay, I, I mean I'm not a fan of of any form of uh, cherry. We were talking about the fruits uh, at, at home today, the fruits that we like, and um, cherries came up as um, being one that nobody actually likes. Do you remember oh. that time I made a cherry trifle? No. Yeah, I brought into work cherry chocolate trifle. It was gorgeous, but uh, I'd bought cherries that stood the stones in. Oh, yeah. we discovered oh, yeah, when we bit. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This really is the late night alternative tonight. We're deconstructing the Pina Colada song. We are on line three of verse one. We're in till one o'clock. If we don't finish it tonight, we'll do it tomorrow. This is nice, isn't it? For the kids. Little music box version of it. I found. I've got a Pina Colada music box. Um. So. First verse, I was tired of my lady, we've been together too long, like a worn-out recording of a favourite song. And it's not a mean, those aren't mean, it's not a mean rhyming couplet there. It's kind of a weird, it's just weary, it's very weary. Third line, and this, this, these next two lines are really interesting, because this happens now, but take out the newspaper and replace it with your mobile phone, and, and all of the apps, Grinder and Tinder, and all of the apps that are available, right? So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And there's a loaded image. You can see it, can't you? You can see them in, in their bed. Um, and she's, um, as you look at the bed, she's on the right-hand side. Probably got her back to him. She's asleep. He's sat up in bed reading a newspaper. And that image, I think, says so much about that relationship. You know, the bed is where we laugh, we, we procreate, we make life, we, we share things. And in that relationship, it is that... It, He's tired of the lady, and it will be she's tired of him. There's no spark there in the relationship. It could be a very lonely place sleeping with someone yep. that you don't fancy anymore. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So he's reading... Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way. Just excuse me a second. Uh, I've got you a historian. Oh, beautiful. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Um, so, um, lying in bed, reading the newspapers, just seeing what sparks his interest we already know that this guy likes to observe people he's he's, he's a, a viewer of life a voyeur so while she lay there sleeping i read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter i read wow and straight away it's taken four lines and already, and this is the genius, and my tongue is not in my cheek with this. This is the genius of this dude, right, Rupert Holmes. Within four lines, we know that it, 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 he's bored of his relationship. He's tired. He's apathetic. We probably call him depressed these days. Um, it, it, it is no longer a, a, a physical relationship. And so he's in bed looking at adverts from other lonely souls and in the personal columns there was this letter i read now there'll be young people listening to this who don't really know what personal columns were but for well there's a monkey song that refers to it from 1968 p.o box 9847 so they were certainly around in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s i would wager i would wager I mean, certainly the 50s before that, I don't know. But 
it was a way for lonely people, they were often called lonely hearts columns, it was a way for lonely people to make contact with other people. And you would say, you know, I'm, I, I like this, I like this, uh, I don't like this, if you're interested. Uh, and it was quite often a P.O. box number. Um, in the 80s and the 90s, it would be a phone number um, that people would, would have to call and, and they'd leave a message and people would check their messages. I don't know... Um, if it goes on so much now, I'm not sure, um, if it happens now. Um, uh, because now, of course, we have the internet and it is all Tinder and Grinder. I've never, I've never even looked at these apps. I've had people tell me, you know, you swipe, don't you? You swipe one way if you like them and you swipe the other way if you're not so keen on them and it's kind of it, it it's kind of an instant thing and um and um it is uh, uh, it's done primarily on looks i don't think you even really go on interests or likes anymore i don't think that that is necessarily a key thing um Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us um, a call, just going back a little bit, we were talking about um, dining experiences in Britain in the nineteen seventies and the eighties. And as as far as I remember, there weren't really that many restaurants. If you read any book or autobiography about a rock band. They'll always joke about um, coming to, to England in the 60s or the 70s and not being able to get food after 10 o'clock at night. Certainly not in a hotel. Um, and going out and dining wasn't really the done thing. It was seen as a very posh treat. My parents went out to a restaurant maybe once a month, if that, I'm thinking. Maybe once a month. I'm not sure if it was any more than that. Um, I think we used to dress up to go to the yeah. restaurant. I was a big deal. And now, you know, people eat out. People get food delivered. People food, take kids. Food delivered. Food delivered. Never happened in the 70s and the 80s. Maybe sort of mid-80s you get a Chinese meal delivered. But that was it. That was it. And we were wondering about... Um, pina coladas. Yeah, and whether because it sounds really cheesy now. You're imagining, yeah. you know, in the um, pineapple-shaped glass with the flipping um, umbrella out yeah. of it. But back then, I imagine it would have sounded frightfully exotic yes. and mysterious. Well, we heard that they, that they wouldn't serve it in one nightclub, Snobs, in Birmingham until 1992, as they, they thought it was a gay drink. Wow. Um, well, well, here we go. We've got um, uh, Stella Moss, who uh, is a modern British historian at the Royal Holloway University of London. Evening, Stella. Good evening, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us at such late notice. Um, That's a you've, uh, it says on my screen that you, uh, you have been or you are researching drink and gender in modern That's Britain. Right. How, uh, wh- wh- why, why are you, why are you researching that? What's your interest in that? So, um, yeah, I'm a modern British social historian and I got interested in drink because it's such a really important part of everyday life for so many people. Yeah. Um, looking back across, uh, 
the 20, history of 20th century Britain and also today. And the kind of things that you're talking about, like the changes in dining and eating, going out, but also drinking as well. They're changes that have affected all of us growing up, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. So it's part of our lives. It's part of the fabric of our lives. And that's why I'm interested in it. Uh, it, 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 sounds, it sounds brilliant. I love stuff like this. So thank you so much for coming on. I don't know how old you are. You sound significantly younger than me. But I do remember, <laughs> I was, you know, what I was saying about the 70s and the 80s, people, yeah. people yeah, didn't yeah. go out for meals. No. There, might be a, there might be a French restaurant in the next town yeah. and, and maybe a, a, a curry house. But th- I guess, yeah. you know, kind of takeaway food in the 70s and early 80s was fish and chips and that was it. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Really minimal. It's changed so much in the last 40 years, the whole experience of dining, eating out and so on. Um, really, for most people, it would often be a pub. It might be a kind of, like you were saying, once a month trip yeah. with the family to the pub for a, a kind of nice meal out. Places like Bernie-ins, they Bernie-ins, yes. yep, arrived on the scene and it was all about trying to cultivate a kind of experience of going out. Also, at around about the same time, the 70s and the 80s, we start to see the Indian restaurants mm. growing up on the high street, the takeaways and so on. And the whole idea of eating out starts to become not just about the kind of British foods that have been known, but also... Um, the whole idea of curry, but also Italian pizza, pasta. And yeah. as we go through into the 80s and then into the 90s, the whole type of cuisine cuisine that was on the menu for lots of people really started to change. Um, I interviewed, years and years ago, I interviewed, there's a comedian called Simon Day who's in The Far Show. Uh, but but the, mm-hmm. he, he worked at, I think, the first mcdonald's in the uk right yeah um and and th- I, you know for a lot of my childhood mcdonald's was seen as a very glamorous yeah american yeah, yeah. glitzy you, exciting thing now we kind of i know they, they keep trying to rebrand but now uh-huh. it, it, we kind of look down at mcdonald's but then it was uh-huh. it was america on our high street wasn't it Definitely. They were a really big deal, the first McDonald's, the first Wimpy's, mm. a huge deal out there of going out, eating out, something that was suitable for kids as well as their mum and dad, you know, things that we might think were quite incidental now, like having no cutlery, yeah. actually at the time were a really big deal. So they really started to change experiences of eating out, definitely. Um, we, we, we're discussing the Pina Colada song this evening. Please, yeah. don't, please don't ask why, Stella, because I really <laughs> couldn't give you a sensible explanation. But I, I think to understand it a bit, we need to go go, go back. Um, the, the pub pub culture in yeah. um, uh, uh, when did when did pubs become such a big deal? So, really, the pub as we might think of it think of it today is really a kind of um a victorian phenomenon basically in the 19th century we get the whole idea of the british pub somewhere where uh, couples would go men on night out women on night out etc etc yeah that's where it really comes from basically the end of the 19th century and it continues changes through the 20th century obviously but um really it's very much a kind of uh, it's got its links back into the 19th century. Um, and it, it's, um, where were we? Newcastle. We were in Newcastle mm-hmm. the other day. And there, uh, what, one of the things I noticed that I, I didn't mention to you, I saw quite a few 
old-fashioned boozers. Yes. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? There's quite a few oh, old-fashioned boozers. You mean like with the tiled walls and yeah, all that? Yeah, and, and, and apart from the smoke, you, you looked yeah. through there and you could you, you could have been seller looking through into the 1970s or the 1950s, yeah. you know. It, yeah. it looked the yeah. same. Very few of those old boozers around now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually now there's camera and other organisations are putting a lot of effort into preserving them. Even English Heritage and the National Trust really? are on board in trying to preserve the interiors because they're thought to be such a, a kind of a part of our national heritage. Um, so you might often think, oh, it's stately homes, places yeah. like that that are protected. But there's actually quite a bit of interest in, in the pub as a space and the interiors, like you say, because they're so evocative yeah. of times gone by previous generations can pub can pubs work i can see a time at some point in the not too distant future when there'll be like a pub museum because pub because yep. booze now is so it's so cheap in supermarkets you know yeah why would and the social element of of the pub has changed you know because we've all got mobile phones we're all texting each other yep. we're all on twitter yeah i i i, I you know, people keep trying to save the, the, the say we need to save the local pub. Sure. I just don't see how it can how it can still be there in fifty years time. Sure, sure. sure. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. And I, I know it's a really um, it's a real cause of concern for lots of people. What's happening to the ordinary British booster? Mm. Where you know where's that going? Yes, there's lots of kind of gastro pubs and fancy places to eat, and there's a I've been a lot of emphasis on real ale pubs, for instance, yeah. in, in the last few years, trying to get people in, but. The whole idea of the sort of ordinary street corner boozer, in many ways, you know, they've obviously been shutting in huge numbers yeah. in the last 10, 15 years. And I think you're right. I think I think there is a, a kind of sea change, really, in cultural habits. And, and, yeah, who knows what the next 50 years will bring. The Pina Colada, Stella. This, <laughs> this, now, yep. this song was a big, well, it was a big hit in the States in 1979, not so big yeah. in the UK, got into sort of the no. mid-20s. Um, and yeah. we were wondering what if if people would have if british people would have known what a pina colada was if it would have sounded yeah. again you know like the mcdonald's if it would have sounded very exotic sure. and very you know something that movie stars drink would, would people sure. have been aware of it in britain in the late 70s maybe not the very late 70s but certainly into the early 80s definitely it yeah. starts to come on the scene it starts to be one of those exotic cocktail drinks um, especially your kind of rum-based cocktail drinks, they start to be um, alongside the kind of gin and the vodka cocktails. They start to become more popular, more fashionable. Um, and something like Pina Colada definitely, definitely had this exotic image, this kind of uh, appeal of the sort of faraway Caribbean, mm. all of those evocative ideas that were a long way from most people's day-to-day reality of life. Mm. Um Basically what happens is that um, the whole experience of drinking starts to change in the 60s and the 70s and on into the 1980s because people start going abroad on foreign holidays. Of course, of course. Basically, do, yes. foreign foreign travel gets so much cheaper, you start to get cheap package holidays. Yeah. And so the kind of drinks that people are interested in, they start to look for at home, they're, they're the kind of experiences people want. In fact, at this time, we get supermarkets licensing for the first time, so you can go off and buy your rum or your vodka or whatever, make it at home if you want to. And so at this time, the kind of 70s into the 80s, cocktails start to be really popular. And so 
while you're right, while it might seem to be cheesy and mm. whatever now, at the time, back Glamour. then, absolutely. It's like the wine bars, cocktail bars. They're really a part of that kind of early to mid-1980s fashionable yeah. Well, see what's interesting. Well, I've just reminded, just going off on a tangent, and I'll let you go. I'm, I'm, Stella, you have to come on again because I'm genuinely finding this so fascinating. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> we'll pick your ba- brains again, and I appreciate you coming Please on at short notice. No, no, this is great. Um, but um, I- I'm reminded of of of, um, of wine. Wine in the 70s and yeah. the 80s was mm. very rarely would my parents have wine and mm. then i kind of remember the late 70s that a, yeah. a, a bottle of cheap white wine or blue nun or yeah. something would be yeah. introduced over uh, uh, on sunday uh, sunday That's lunch right. um, but it was right, a it yeah. was a really rare thing i remember when the, my mum first discovered wine boxes wow she was <laughs> yeah. but it was a rare thing but now now and i don't drink i haven't drunk for years and years but now i'm i believe that you know people will have a bottle of wine almost every yeah. evening at home in front yeah, of the telly yeah yeah yeah, it's been amazing what's happened to wine drinking in the last 30 years. You're absolutely right. People never used to drink wine at home. Most most ordinary people just, it wasn't part of their day-to-day experience. And then gradually, partly because of this kind of foreign holiday appeal, you could get the get wine in the supermarket. Like you say, the wine box starts to come in. And so you get um, new types of kind of wine appearing on the scene. And it was often... Like you say, Blue Nun, Pierre Dor. Do you remember Pierre Dor? Pierre Dor. Yeah. I, re- Pierre Dor. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I remember that is because I remember. Uh, the, 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 isn't it funny the, the, the silly bits of information you collect in your head? I remember a Rory Bremner sketch. I never used to watch Rory <laughs> Bremner, but he did a spoof advert called La Pierre Dog, implying yeah. that it was quite a cheap and nasty. Yeah, because the yeah. tagline was "The French adore Le Pierre Dor." I'm sure yeah, the yeah, French would exactly. not touch it. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely, kind of blended and. Mm. A bit, you know, not exactly top-notch um, vineyard stuff. But oh, we're making wine. That that was it. The, the first time wine was introduced into my house was when my dad brought home this massive right. bell jar and a kit. He said, <laughs> "Right, I'm making wine." How hard can it be? And how hard can it be? And I, I, I mean, I only had a little little snifter of it, but boy, that was that was toxic stuff. That would blow your head off. <laughs> Brilliant, excellent. Stella, listen, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. It's at Stella underscore Moss if you want to follow her on Twitter. We will get you on again, Stella. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks, Thanks, Stella. What a lovely lady. She is superb, right? Isn't she good? I got in touch with her on Twitter. She said, oh, no, I can't do it tonight. And then I told her what it was about. She went, oh, I'm writing just about that. <laughs> and she was tempted. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Well, carry on deconstructing the Pina Colada song. because see Jerry's getting uh, geared up. We might need to go and help because we had another call that dropped off okay. there. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
I love the way she's updated that to include the line about Facebook. Well, that's exactly where he would go, isn't Whoa, it? Oh, yes. Uh, we got some calls on this. Let's go to Cristiano. Good evening, Cristiano. Hello, Ian. How are you? you uh, right? I'm very, very well. I do have to say, we have only just completed the first verse of the deconstruction of the Pina Colada song. But we are here oh, until one. Oh. And if we don't finish it tonight, we will be finishing it tomorrow. And Catherine, please tell oh. the listeners... Who's coming on this show next month? Rupert Holmes. Ladies and gentlemen, she's been working like a trooper. Not only did she get us a booze historian, but she's got us Mr. Rupert Holmes himself. will be on this show next month, guys. All I have to do is put a uh, an advert in a local paper <laughs> and a carnation behind my ear. Oh, man alive. Christiana, what have you got for us tonight, buddy? Uh, I just thought I would, uh, come on, just give you a hand. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, I love your show. Yes. I'm watching on Periscope this evening. Yes, sir! And I feel that you're grasping at straws. So, say that again, buddy. Grasping at straws. What do you mean by that? Well, normally I think, oh, yeah, uh, great topic. Yeah. Uh, and this evening, yes. it's... Uh, I like being a clad. Do you? No. Oh! Well, I'm confused as to what I'm confused I don't drink. I don't know what your, I don't know what your point is. There isn't one. Right. And and that's my point. Um. This evening, uh, to say, what's going on then? Well, this evening, Cristiano, so, I, sorry. Have you, have you, have you run out of... Stuff to talk about. Oh God, or... no! We've got we've got another uh, three or four verses. Yeah, got plenty of stuff to talk about. Oh, please don't. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna deconstruct the first chorus in a bit. Really? Yeah, oh, yes. Do you not like pina coladas and drinking champagne in the rain? Is that the problem? Ah, uh, well, I like champagne in the rain. You do what? I love champagne in the rain. Well, then you should... Oh, I I bet you're into yoga. I bet you're into yoga, and that's why you don't like this song. We're getting to that bit in a minute. Oh, pina coladas, I like, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise we had a virgin on the phone. That explains Uh, everything. Oh. Cristiano, let me ask... The reason I called, the reason I called. Well, the reason you called was to tell me you think the show's shit tonight. I'm here to tell you, sir. I am here to tell you, Cristiano, you are wrong. You are wrong. 
You phoned up to try and knock the home of free speech, and you are wrong, sir. This, this is what the public want. The public want deconstruction of escape brackets, the pina colada song, and this is what they are getting. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Well, they are. They literally are. Oh, they're so not. Well, they are. No, they are. That's what they're getting, is a deconstruction. They're literally getting a deconstruction of Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song. How's your... Cristiano. I wish I got paid for this. Cristiano. Cristiano. How's your... Let let me ask you a question. How's how's your radio show going? Really good. Well, what are you talking about on your show? Well, my show, we're talking about this evening... Um, magnet is what we're talking about. Magnet. Yeah, magnet. M- magnet. Yes, magnet. Just one magnet. No. Two. How many? You said magnet. Magnets. Magnets. You're talking about magnets. Yes. Do you know what? It's not. I was, I was trying to knock in there, but, but magnets. But is magnets. Is, talking. <laughs> magnets is genuinely a brilliant. Fa- how many calls are you getting? Uh, one. Oh, because we've had loads. I got two more no, on the you screen. Haven't. No, you haven't. I've had, we, we have still I, had. I, I rang. Yes. Got straight through. Yes. You've got no call. No, I've got then... go, Cristiano. No, Cristiano. Because no, it was a little bit boring. What? I hung up. Right. And then you rang me that's, back. Hang on a minute. So that's hang on a minute, again. Cristiano. That's very rude about our guest, who's a, who's a, who's a booze historian. That's that's no, rude. I was, no, I wasn't talking about the guest. You, well, that's the, bit you, were, that's the bit you were. That's the bit you were. That's the bit. That's the bit. That's the bit you were listening to when you were on the phone before you hung up. All right, because I saw you on the screen. So don't give me that. We've we've got two calls lined up, and yet I'm still letting you phone up. There's one. No, there's not. There's two. Hang on a second. Steve? Steve? Steve's gone. No, Steve's there. Hello, Steve. Steve's Steve's there. Hang on a minute. You're right, Jerry. I'm number two. There we go, you see, Cristiano. I'm a massive fan of Jerry. Hi, Jerry. No, I'm not letting you talk to him. I'm not going to let him talk. I'm not going to let him soil his ears with your <laughs> your bitter spew. I, I don't know whether your your producer does this, Cristiano, but sometimes we put the plum on first. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand why. No, no, you wouldn't, because you're a moron. <laughs> That's why you're a moron. Oh, how rude! Huh? Hello. Rude. How rude? Rude. 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 Well, yeah, but you've phoned up to say that the show's rubbish. That's rude. No, I didn't say it was rubbish. I said it was boring. Well, okay, you phoned up to say the show's boring. That's rude. Why? Here's, not, no, here's, no, 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 it's rude, Cristiano. No, it's, it's rude. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could just switch. You're, you're not only are you listening to it, you're watching it on Periscope, but you're bored of it. And you phoned no, it up to tell me. Answer. You phoned it up to tell me you're bored. Isn't going to make me go. Oh no, Cristiano in Milton Keynes is bored. I better do something else. It's going to make me do the same thing tomorrow, buddy. Thanks for calling, man. Bye. Bye bye. Uh, let's go. I enjoyed that. Let's go to Jerry. Evening, Jerry. I'm a number two. You are number two. You are not a number. You're certainly not a free man. You are Jerry. I don't know what's going on tonight because I've got no internet. Can't listen to the show at all. We're deconstructing escape brackets, the Pina Colada song. Pina Colada, you must be sophisticated. Yeah, we go. You see, exactly. He knows. 
Is there life on Peckham? Is there life on Mar? What's that noise in the background? Call Bolton answering the call Bolton. Not me. Not me. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's going on? What you got for us, Jerry? Not much. I must congratulate TalkSport. I think they want to get number. I rang Talk Sport to get number. You rang Talk Sport to get our number? Yeah. Well... Got a member like, see, got them in chat, so I can't find out what number it is. I'm can't glad you it. did that. In fact, everybody should phone up Talk Sport. Yeah. What's the Talk Sport number? Everyone should phone them up and go, um, just want to let you know I'm not listening to you. We're listening to Talk <laughs> Radio because your show is rubbish. He said, but Jerry said, you want club to support, so don't, don't bother football. Oh. So I just want North Talk Radio. Please. I had um, a very brief discussion with um, a cab. I've been getting a lot of cabs while my car has been fixed. And I had a very brief discussion. Uh, do you watching the tennis? Nope. Why not? It's boring. What sport do you like? None. They're boring. Does he want. Watchdog or something? He was a Volkswagen Golf a couple of years ago. I was on Watchdog about my Renault Clio about ten years ago. Can get breaking down my No, I, d- I don't have much luck with cars, Jerry, but I don't have much luck with life. Oh, no, you do, you good man. Thank you very much. Well, listen, we've got to move on, because we're, we're talking about the Pina Colada song. 0344 499 1000. Steve! Hello. Good evening, Steve. You? Steve, yes? Hello, mate. Yes. All right. Good, uh, good. Am I on? Sorry, I can't hear you that well, but... Um... Um, wine. Clear your ears out. Talking about, you, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Um, wine. Yes. Is, it, oh, crikey. I, I, I'm a South London um, boy. Um, I actually know Danny Baker fairly well. Okay. Not that well. Oh. But, um, uh, I, I met, I met a, a young woman called Netta in, 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 in the eighties and she introduced me to wine. And she was middle class and yeah. I'm working class yeah. and so I didn't know what wine was no, really. No. I, I didn't understand the sort of you know um and essentially what happened was she just said, This is this this is good, this this pin is good, this this bit is good, this bit is good. Yes. But I just got pissed anyway. <laughs> Um, so, so, it was, it was kind of awful. Yeah. And I know you don't drink. No. Um, and you haven't drank for a while, have you? Quite a long time. Quite a long time. Yes. And uh, you know, I don't want to get into all that. But but to me, it was kind of it, it set in train in my little my little head. Yes. This. This idea that perhaps alcohol isn't that great, you know, and I, I, you know, I looked at my my parents, and my mum's okay. My dad was a was was just dipso basically. Yes. Um, and when, when I met this 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 girl, Netta, she she was lovely, and she's still about. And and hello, Netta, and all that. Um, yes. But she taught me all about wine, and and and. I don't know. Alcohol. I just wish 
I could just let it go, really. Sorry, I know you're not Alcoholics Anonymous. This is not... Well, hang on a minute. This has started off as one thing, and it it feels like this call is uh, veering into something else. Are you saying that you drink too much? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because of Netta. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. no, no. Not Netta's fault. Of course not. It's my fault. And I mean, this is... I, I'm now an elderly fellow, uh, much older than you, yes. um, almost as old as Danny Baker, Wowzers. but not quite. Yes. Um, uh, and I, I just, I just think it's overrated. I really do think. Yeah. I, I love pubs. I love, I love meeting. I'm gregarious. I like meeting people and and talking to people, but. I don't know. I don't know why you stopped doing it. I don't think, you know, that's your... There wasn't enough booze in the world to satiate my desire for it. Okay. But I'm not quite like that, really. Because I'm I'm sort of... I've had a couple tonight. Oh, yeah. There's a surprise. um, So, uh, and I'm thinking, I don't know. It's my birthday tomorrow, by the way. Hey, well, happy birthday Um, for 20 minutes time. Well, thank you. What are you going to be? Fifty-eight. Yeah. Oh, how did you know that? Yay! See how how did you know that, Steve? I I, I only say it when I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely right. I am so. going to be fifty-eight tomorrow. Oh, good for you. you. Know, oh, what you, got, what you got planned but, for the day? You got anything nice planned? Yeah, it's nice. My 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 little ones coming over, and my big ones in Italy at the moment. I've got two. Two two girls, two daughters. Um, and May I? And how how old? You say little ones. How old are they now? Well, one's eighteen, one's twenty-four. Here we so, go. Still your babies. Um, and well, I'm I'm just gonna because I'm just gonna play the. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, and I apologise to everyone. I'm just gonna have a beat all day tomorrow. Yes, son, <laughs> get in there. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to do. Beautiful. I'm just going to watch Hard Days Night. Oh, I'm going to watch man. Help. I'm going to watch the films. I'm going to put... The, I've got this brand new mono sort of white album thing that I haven't played yet. Oh, pulled, gonna and so I'm going to do that, and we're going to have a... I'm hoping to, to actually not have a drink tomorrow. Mm. That would be a good thing, yeah. I think, for me and for my girls and for, you know... Uh, and for possibly for the world, um, but um, Steve, you're a good man, and <laughs> uh, no, you are. You're a good man, and uh, I hope you have a beautiful day tomorrow with the kids. Yes, thank you. Ian. I've got to move <laughs> on because I've missed two ad breaks and I'm late. But it's nice to talk to you, man. Call again, won't you? Yeah, see you, man. Hang Bye. in there, buddy. Oh three four 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 nine. What a nice man. What a nice man. Terry and CJ, stay there. Come to you in a bit. 0344 uh, You see, I mean, I could explain to you what I'm doing, but I, I think that would ruin the magic slightly if I pulled back the curtain to... Um, um, who was the guy that was complaining? Cristiano. To Cristiano, we're just deconstructing the Pina Colada song. But to everyone else... Yeah? You dig? Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, let's go to Terry, and then we'll, we'll, then we'll try... I, I would love to break the back of the verse 
Uh, sorry, the, the back of the chorus, before midnight if we can. Um, three hours tomorrow may not be enough. Um, Terry! Hello, Ian. Hello, Terry. How are you doing? You all right? Very, very well, thank you, mate. What have you got for us? Uh, nothing at all. Oh. Uh, no, I was just on YouTube and I was looking through all the... I was looking at all your rubber hole stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at the videos and that, and then I seen this live stream, you know, and I thought, I'll, I'll have a listen. So have you never listened before? Uh not live, no. Oh, mate, well, you've, you've picked a... You've picked a strange one to listen to live. We're deconstructing the Pina Colada song. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. I don't even know this song, but, do, I mean... Do you know? Is this a modern... It looked a bit, you know, is, is this a modern version? Because... I'm thinking of like an old version of Pina Colada. The, well, the version I just played, well, the version I just played was a German um, the modern version. But yes, it's a 1979 song by Rupert Holmes. That, that modern version sounds like it could be on Eurovision. Yeah, it does. I mean, I wasn't particularly a fan of it, but I've, I've, I've literally spent um, well over a tenner on different versions of the <laughs> Pina Colada song while we've been on air tonight. So um, I'm going to ten versions. Yeah, there's loads of them. There's loads. Hey, here right? we go. Here we go. Let me play you a bit of one. Hang on a second. No, um, on. Have a listen to this. This is great. Right. Here, here we go. Listen to this. Right. Hang on. Here we go. I want to my lady. <laughs> We've been together too long Like a worn-out recording Of a favourite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns there was this letter I read If you like pina coladas And getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape Then I'm the love that you looked for Write to me and escape I didn't think about my lady I know that sounds kind of mean But me and my old lady Had fallen into the same old dull routine So I wrote to the paper Took out a personal ad And though I'm nobody's poet <laughs> I thought it wasn't half bad Yes, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain I'm not much into health food I am into champagne 
got to meet you by tomorrow noon And cut through all this red tape At a bar called O'Malley's Where we'll plan our escape So I'll I'm walked in the place I knew her smile in an instant I knew the curve of her face Oh God, no! It was my own... Oh. I don't know where we are now, a little bit lost <laughs> I think she said... Huh? Oh, the, no, but I think this is the thing, I thought it was instrumental I knew her smile in an instant. I'm taking a gamble. <laughs> I knew the curve of her face. As was he. Oh, man. It was my own bollocks. <laughs> Not your own bollocks, surely. <laughs> they tricked us there. Well, 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 these things happen. These things happen. Sounds like, sounds like a lullaby version. Yes. It's very tender. It was a little bit short there, guys. We, <laughs> we, we came up short, but, um, nice, ha nice harmonies. I felt like, um, uh, Paul and George, uh, uh, Shea Stadium, uh, uh you know, <laughs> it, it was, it felt like Bob Dylan and George Harrison at the concert for Bangladesh. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is what we do, Terry. Mondays to Fridays, 10 o'clock at night yeah. until 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. I'm glad you found us. Please, please spread the word. Will do. Next and time, join in with the singing. Yes, please, Terence. Oh, was that was I supposed to join in? I don't actually know the words. No, no well, neither do we. Neither <laughs> we. Thank Terry. Thank you very much for your call. It is appreciated. Good evening, CJ. Hello. Yes. This this is good radio. This yeah. is good good radio. Well, I'll be the judge of this <laughs> and that. I, I was wondering if we could uh, ring up Talk Sport on my other phone and then oh. tell them the rubbish. You you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, got, yeah, fair I've got, play. I've got, I've got me my phone here. I can put it on speaker. I'm, I'm always up for trolling those losers. Fantastic. Okay, let's okay. see if this works. Oh, yeah. Finger on the dump button, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, any minute now? Sorry? Thank you for calling. Oh, here we go. What a rip-off. Is that export? That's, yours is, like, real, like cheap. Yes. Like, yes, nothing. I know, because I insisted. Was that you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually. I didn't know what was this? Now as a striker, oh. Oh, we can hear it now. What a surprise! They're talking about boring old football while we're talking about the pina colada song. Four four two. So when you ring them, it doesn't go through an operator. It goes straight. It will the do. Program. It will do eventually. Oh. Should have tried LBC. That would have been better. No, this is good, isn't it? You know that thing you said at the start of your call about this being good radio? <laughs> <laughs> Not now. <laughs> they're terribly slack. Normally, they uh, we answer much quicker. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, um, I just wanted to ring up and say I'm not listening to your show. I'm listening to um, Ian Lee's show. I just want to say your show's rubbish and Ian Lee's is better. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> hey, he was very polite. He was, wasn't he? He was, he was definitely doing the fingers, though. He was very, very <laughs> polite. I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> CJ, you're you're a naughty man. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so you heard the the, uh, the the chorus there. Let's have a little look at it in in greater detail. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. He's reading the ad, and this I do, genuinely, this is poetry, right? He's, he's described this wonderful scene. We've got to go to the news in a minute. He's described this wonderfully 
um, bereft, a scene bereft of love and passion in four lines. Then in four lines, he gives himself a little bit more space to, to write um, a, a, a Lonely Hearts ad in four lines. And it's poetry, right? It's genuinely, this is poetry. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Now, we've talked about pina coladas, the glamour. The excitement, the, uh, uh, um, just the, 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 it sounds like money, it sounds like ex- the danger, it sounds like travel. Exotic. Getting caught in the rain, well that's a bit weird. Suddenly oh, you're no, thinking. reckless. Exactly. Recklessness. Suddenly, so you, you, someone who's glamorous and likes the finer things in life, but is also nuts. Yeah. You know, in, in, in that fun, sexy, exciting way. Have you ever had sex outside in the rain? I'm pleading the fifth. I have. I've just remembered it with an older woman. Oh my God. And it, with an older woman, I was 24. Say older, she was like 33 or something. Oh God, what a. And we had sex. It was in her back garden. Right. Um, and it was pouring with rain. And do you know what I said? Can we go in? I'm getting a bit wet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. Oh, she was an amazing woman. Wowzers. Golly gosh, I'd forgotten all about that. Um, um, and then, now, remember this song, right, comes from the 1970s. Okay, so the next line is magnificent at puncturing the pomposity and um, airy-fairiness of, of a lot of 70s American culture, particularly the Californian side of things this is such this is such a great line right if you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain if you're not into yoga if you're not into yoga because the 70s in america would have been a lot of um yeah i'm looking for someone who's um into meditation and uh, yoga and uh, aligning their chakras so in those if you're not into yoga five words right in those five words he has totally taken a pin got the balloon of pomposity of of 70s far-fetched you know kind of um lentil brown lentils and water beds and harry krishna and stuffed that pin in there beautiful you're missing something here yeah go on it's not him writing it it's a woman writing well no it. this is what i'm saying that he is that, that i'm talking oh, about right, Rupert Rupert, Holmes right. as the right yeah yeah, yeah. So this you're is a woman right. saying you know she doesn't want you're, a yoga bunny do you know what you're absolutely well done for, for pointing out yes i was talking about him as the songwriter but what he is the guy's a genius right and he genuinely is now now i'm doing this because you're right. He's not He's not writing a lonely... He's not just writing a lonely heart sad. He's being the woman that is writing the lonely hearts ad. God, this is because, good. Because it's like the Inception. Image of, the image of a woman doing yoga yeah. is attractive. Yeah. The image of a man doing yoga, to this woman in particular, yeah. not so much. This guy just can't get enough of the show. Cristiano. Hello, mate. Are you still talking about... Are you still talking about magnets? Yes. Yes, then we are as well. Yes. yes. North and South. North and South. North and South. Opposites yeah, attract. I've been uh, with my toddlers this evening watching YouTube about magnets. Oh, yes. Yeah, because science is good. Science, science is, is good. good. So are pina coladas. You had a few? No. Go. No, 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 no. 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 no, no, no. Well, you've got 20 seconds to explain what you've called in for. OK, I've called in to thank you for 
Um, getting me onto podcast. Yes. I've been listening to Keith and the Girl. Yes. I've been listening to This American Life. Have you been listening to our show? Oh, yeah, yeah, every day. There we go, that'll do. Thank you very much indeed. This there is, is the, hope. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, her Catherine Boyle, on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Another hour to go. I hate to disappoint you. I don't think we're going to get the whole song fucked in, fucked in, fitted in, that's better, um, by one o'clock. So we may have to carry this over tomorrow. Hope that's okay. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And this is the thing, actually, we haven't really spoken about. We're talking about the history of the song and the, the, the social setting, you know, what the drink, the pina colada means. Good evening, by the way. This is uh, Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here and Sam is through there taking your phone calls. 0344 499 uh, and, and, and this just shows how, what a stunning piece of work this is. Uh, in the first two hours, we've not even mentioned the tune. No. And the tune is, I mean... Well, this is it done as a music box. There's a lullaby version. We've had a, a disco version. There's a, I've got a, I've got a dance 128 beats per minute version. Um, it's a great little tune. It's, it's, it's almost like it, 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 like a nursery rhyme. I mentioned, um, John Lennon was good at writing nursery rhymes and it may have sounded like a dig the other day. I mentioned it. You imagine is a nursery rhyme. But actually, you try writing a nursery rhyme. Try writing a nursery rhyme. People who knock Barry Manilow, you go write a song half as good as Mandy, and then you can come and knock him. But you see, the, the thing about that tune and, yep. and having this music and then that oh, and the lyric that it has yes. is that it lifts it. So you're not thinking what a yep. slime ball. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, this is jolly. This yeah. is this is a bit yeah. of fun. Oh, and this is the thing. It's one of those great songs. 
that hardly anyone knows what it's actually about. Mm-hmm. They, they, you think it's a jolly song about a bloke going on a date with a woman he's met in an ad. You, you, the, most people don't know what the punchline is, and we've had it mentioned a few times, but most people don't know what the punchline but is. But I think you can also be deceived <clears throat> by the tune. Yeah. So thinking, even when you've heard the punchline, yeah. that it's just a couple having a bit of fun yeah. with each other. Oh, no, completely. Completely. And that is another aspect of uh, 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 Rupert Holmes's genius. genius. It is... Um, it is... I was th- thinking a lot about Bob Dylan recently because I'm, 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 I'm. Turns out the Elvis Costello audiobook goes on for over twenty hours, and um, he's talking a lot. There's a lot of names being dropped, um, and he hangs out. He hangs out with Bob Dylan a lot, um, and I'm not a fan of Bob Dylan, but I would like to see him live actually, because just because I'd like to tick him off the list. I can appreciate his cleverness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bob Dylan, I find, is quite. You know, there's there's one there's one tone. That's a bit hard. There are a couple of tones, as my boys found out yesterday when I sang "Lay Lady Lay" to them, and they were in hysterics for some reason. I remember a boy singing me that that to me once, and I, I laughed as well. But that was mostly because he was doing the voice. Lay across my big brass bed, but very rarely with Dylan do you get the juxtaposition of a pop melody, a nursery rhyme melody, a melody for five year olds. Um, and that's again, that's not. I don't mean that as an insult. It, it's it's a great compliment. I'd love to write a song that five year olds would would be able to sing, coupled with adult themes of um, loneliness, depression, sadness, um, perceived betrayal, and reconciliation. The, the the juxtaposition is the thing. We're halfway through the second line of the first chorus. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, remember this is from the perspective of a woman, if you have half a brain, brilliant, delicious, it's witty, it's sharp. So what she's saying is, I don't want someone who's totally self-obsessed physically... And I, and I, because I want someone to stimulate my mind. Yeah. I don't want a meathead. And then these next two lines, right? Flipping it, they're brilliant. The next line is one of the sexiest lines in popular music. I mean, it's, it is a, it is filth. It is horn dog. It is just foie. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape. Now, I don't know what Cape. That is. I don't know where that would would be. I'm, again, I imagine um, the Bahamas or, or, or something like Jamaica. Exactly. Remember the music again. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of almost a sort of Caribbean feel, isn't it? If you like making love at midnight, spontaneity, danger, excitement. You're outside having sex. This is a woman who uh, wants thrills. But, 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 then this last line, and Callum, I will come to you in a second. This last, so you, you get the impression from those first three lines, particularly that third one, that she is someone who lives a very dangerous, careful, reckless, abandoned, hedonistic mm-hmm. life. Right? And then this last line, I think, is is really sad. Okay, then I'm the love that you've looked for, not looking for. And there's there's something in that, not looking for the one you've looked for, and the one you've looked for, write to me, and escape. In that word escape, she's kind of saying, because my life, my life sucks. Trapped. I'm, I'm trapped. I'm lonely and I'm trapped. We'll get back to this in a second. Callum's called in. Good evening, Callum. Evening, you all right? I'm all right, thank you. Callum. I've got uh, a conspiracy theorist. Beautiful. Uh, uh, if is, I, it about the, uh, is it about the pina colada song? No, no. That's uh, a shame. Okay. I've, uh, I've been looking at flat earth theory for the past six months and I'm pretty convinced it's flat. Okay, what's I, what's I, giving you that? 
Uh, well, the oldest globe model, I didn't realise until recently, was 1492, and all the ancients and monolithics had it flat, and the horizon looked flat. Right. And if you look at sun and moon, they do look the same size. And both yes. Sides, east and can, can, can I prove to you the Earth is round? Spherical? You can, yeah, yeah. It can if you want. Have you ever sat on a beach? I have, loads of times. Yeah. And looked out to sea? Yeah, looks flat. Yeah, yeah it, anyway, it does, it it does look flat. It does look flat. That's the thing. <laughs> have you ever seen a boat coming towards you over the horizon? Yeah, and it disappears. Beyond perception. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing, right? When the boat's coming towards you, you don't see the whole outline of a tiny boat coming towards you getting bigger and bigger, do you? No, no. no. You see, like, the tip of the funnel. Mm. Then you see, as it get, you, see, you see a bit more of the funnel. Mm. Then you see a bit of the hull. And then eventually yeah. you see the whole ship. Why would that be, Callum? Yeah. I think it's rocking in the sea and it disappears beyond perception, but if you into a tall building, you'd see further, like sun. I've got it's one. Still, it, no, they never... It's, there's Oops. no such thing as darkness, it's pearl light. There's so no such thing as darkness. OK, wow. Have you ever been to um, a port? Have you ever been to, for example, Dover? Uh, no, but I've been to Alawai and near there. Yeah, OK. Right. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Where, where's the next country to, to there? Where does that... Where France. Can... Can you wave to France from there? You can see it. It's flat. You can see it. Water, water and curve. Okay, it's here's, here's another one. Why, right, if the earth is flat, why when I, um, if I stand on a hill, can't I see the Eiffel Tower? Uh, depends where you're looking from, I suppose. Well, if I'm looking in the direction of the Eiffel Tower, why can't I see it? We, I've, I've got, like, binoculars, really good ones. Not the ones you get in a petrol station, old ones from an army surplus shop. Why can't I see the Eiffel Tower? I suppose you can, you can, you can see Blackpool Tower from, is it, Lillian St. Anne's, because it's... Right, not talking about that. that. I'm talking about, if the Earth is flat, why can't I see um, the Eiffel Tower from a, from a really tall building? I've been on top of the Shard, right? I've been... Catherine and I have stood on the, the oh, top deck... London. There's too uh, much buildings in the way. No, there's not. Like no, there's not. No, there's not. Don't be so stupid. This is the point I'm calling him stupid on, the man who's just said there's no such thing as darkness. No, you stood up, we stood on top of the shard, right? Uh, uh, um, no, we stood on top of B... I've been on top of BT... We've been on BT Tower, right? Been on BT Mm. Tower. I can't see the Eiffel Tower. It's just too far from our perception, our view. Callum, do you realise how nuts you sound? I've been called notes, but don't really bother me. No. Right. I'm a bit laid back for that. Yes. It is another I'm not one. Like da- I'm a spiritualist, but I'm not like David Badcock. I've got... I like to be a bit more uh, mellow. I think. Yeah, yeah, but David Badcock got very angry. And I, I just Great have question. to... Can I just say, Catherine, I will let you come in. I'll let you come in. Thanks. But um, th- we did have a few complaints about David Badcock's attitude to some of the callers last night, and I would like to uh, apologise um, and perhaps, perhaps, perhaps... Um, I should have stepped in and calmed mm. things down. Perhaps Catherine, as producer, should have told me to step in. I think I did. And calm things I down. Think, I think I, I should think Catherine thinks it's funny, though. Yeah, I think she does, Callum, and that's the problem. She's not, she's there laughing. Yeah, she was, wasn't it? Hey, why are you stirring it, Callum? Yeah. Why are you stirring it? Uh, nothing, you just make me laugh. Mm, you be careful, Callum. You anyway, Catherine, careful. I believe you were going to say something before you started when we went flirting to, with us. When, we when we went to New York... I'm not flirting with you. <laughs> we went to New York, right? It took us longer to go than it did to come back. Why do you think that is, Callum? Uh, there's a thick... 
They don't always take cookies flight to get to get more money. What did Airline co- companies and things. Did he call? And, uh, it's not, it's not a taxi. They've not got a meter on. <laughs> it's not got a meter. What's on. at the? Um... I think Jetstream flows that way, doesn't what's, it? What's well? um? What's what's on the other side of the North Pole? Well, North Pole. If you look at the flat Earth model centre. So it's Antarctic all the way around, and there's land beyond that. Where's the South Pole, like then? Where's the South Pole? It's all the way around like a clock. No, like a clock face. Yeah. It's on that model. So, right, so the, the, the North Pole is where the hand's the centre of the clock. Yes. Where are we? Two o'clock? Half past two? Uh, Britain's uh, just a bit further down. So what, about quarter past three? Yeah, something okay. like that. How come the water doesn't fall off? Yep. I know the answer uh, to this. Glaciers. Glaciers. We're surrounded by glaciers. Gla- gla- yeah. uh, ice walls. Blame answer, please. Oh, sorry. He's more than capable. Well. Callum. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure. Well, they reckon it's a glass dome, but I'm not, I'm not convinced it's glass. A glass dome? But, uh, like in the I, Simpsons I, I movie? Yeah, there's truth to it. But I think, I don't want to show it's glass, because nothing's really physical. It's only physical because we're in his bodies, but when we leave his body, not going to... Okay. Oh, thanks, yeah, thanks, you, thanks very much for calling. He Colin. destroyed you there. He's he right. did. He did. Nothing is really physical. Um, sorry. I, I, <laughs> That's um, sorted. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The late night alternative on talk radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on talk radio. We'll get you talking. So- Tim, I'll come to you in a second. So many people wanting to join in on this. If you've just tuned in, we're deconstructing uh, Escape, brackets, the Pina Colada song, close brackets, by Rupert Holmes, uh, from 1979, the last US number one of the 1970s. That's a, that's a great pub quiz question. That is a great pub quiz. What was the last uh, number one uh, in the United States of the 1970s? Great question. Once again, listener, you're welcome. Yeah, we go, you see. We're just d- dishing out this uh, this data. We've done the first, first, first chorus. Uh, and the chorus changes slightly throughout the song. It's important to remember that. Now, second uh, verse comes in, and it's back to the perspective of the gentleman in the song. Mm. Um, I, we, we know it's not really Rupert, but we, we, you know, we'll, we'll call him Rupert because it's, it's, it's uh, easier done. Um, God, he just... Again, he does this in rhyming couplets, right? This is Shakespearean in its quality. I've nearly finished Matt Haig's How to Stop Time. What a a great book. Uh, I'm not saying that because he's a friend of the show. What a bloody brilliant... It makes me sick. It's such a good book. Has it put you right off Matt Haig? Yes, it has. These talented people that can write books. And because you know the film's going to star Benedict Cumberbatch. We so know that. you can that. see that in your mind when you're so reading it. So you can it. see it. And actually, I, I, I'm thinking, yeah, it fits in perfectly. Such a good book. I, I, I said uh, uh, on Twitter today, it, it, it's a modern equivalent of Slaughterhouse-Five, less violent. Um, but but, but the, the guy in it in the book is, is the modern Billy Pilgrim. It's such... Um, it's such a good book, but he talks about the character in it basically lives for like hundreds and hundreds of years and doesn't age. He talks about, um, how he met Shakespeare <laughs> and, um, you know, just little, little, there's a few pages about Shakespeare in it. And, and, and you think, you know, the skill with which Shakespeare could, could sum something up in just a, a couple of lines, lines, a couple of limes. That was Harry Nielsen, but a couple of lines. Um, and this is Shakespearean, right? So we, the guy's read the advert. We've just heard him reading the advert. Remember, he's still in bed. His yeah. wife, girlfriend is still next to him. But straight asleep. away, straight away, he just thinks, he says, I didn't think about my lady. But 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 then, 
So you're not thinking this guy's a heartless bee. Well, you are a little bit. But he acknowledges that. He says, I know that sounds kind of mean. But you've got to remember the music is telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light-hearted. Sexy time. Mm-hmm. But, um, he's admitting that he's, 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 he's doing something wrong. But as we know, the, 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 the relationship is flaccid, literally and metaphorically. I didn't think about my lady. She's in bed next to him. I know that sounds kind of mean. And then this line, Oof. guys, the, the men and women, this next line, right? I'm just going to say it, and then we're going to just uh, silence for ten seconds while you absorb this. But me and my old lady had fallen into the same old dull routine. We've all been there. We've all been there, taking each other for granted. When do you become from... The bit of stuff mm-hmm. from the girlfriend, the old lady. I can't think of a more damning word than dull. It really is. Um, you can, you can, you know, if I take it personally, you can, you can call the show SH1T, you can call it rubbish, you can say I'm a has-been, you can say I'm a failure, you know... You can say your your TV career tanked. You can say that the 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 radio show is 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 um, disappears up its own backside. Water off a duck's back. You call the show dull, or you call me dull. That hurts, man. That hurts to be labelled as dull. I can think of nothing worse. We'll take a breather there. We've got some um, some phone calls. Let's go to Tim. Good evening, Tim. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Tim. I'm not dull. No, no, no. I was never thinking that you were dull. No. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, um, I haven't found in to uh, speak about this awful song. I can't stand that song. I do apologise, but That's I okay. can't stand it. Uh, I met you two the other day at the Eddie Large show. No, now, okay. Who were you, yeah. Tim? Which one were you? You weren't the Rod Stewart impersonator that was there, were you? No, I wasn't. Yeah, I think I saw you were the father. You were the father of Murray. I was the father. Oh, of I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How, how is that young man? I hope he's fast. He's asleep. lovely. Hopefully, he's asleep in bed. I've just got back uh, from a short business trip, so I'm literally hoping he's uh, fast asleep in bed. Um, Cat just really piqued my interest on something. Now, I don't oh. believe that the Earth is flat. I believe it is a globe, so nobody's got any worries. Yeah. But why, Cat? Did you say? Here we go. That, um, uh, when you come back from America, it's quicker. It sounds to me, it sounded like you were going to say something that proves that's why the Earth was round, and it really piqued my interest. Well, why do you think it's quicker? Because of the jet stream. Mm. It's not because of the what? rotation of the Earth? No, no, no. Catherine. <laughs> I knew you were going to The rotation of the Earth? <laughs> Where did you get that nonsense from? You. What? <laughs> Is it not because of the rotation of the Earth? No, because the air that we're flying in is spinning round with but the hang globe. On a minute, hang on a minute. Yeah, but why? Yeah, the, but... Because the globe is spinning. Oh. No, because the globe's spinning at about 6,000 miles an hour, so, I mean, right. you'd take off a land if that was the case. No, but why is, I mean? the air, why is the air Here we go. moving? It's, Tim? It's just, it's just an anomaly. There's just an anomaly. No, 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 no. That no, sounds no. very convenient. It's no, no, you no, can't, no, it's you can't not, put it not. down to an anomaly. No, it is. There's a jet. There's a there's a strange jet jet stream that that makes that USA flight 
mm. um, uh, like uh, quicker coming back than it is going. That but sounds like a very a clever way of saying just no, because no, no, it no. does. Hang on a minute. Okay, you, how, you come it's it how come it's quicker flying to Japan than it is coming back from Japan? Because it's that same jet stream route. Do you get what I mean? But if you fly yeah, down, because the Earth, Dubai... the Earth is going. You're flying no. against the direction, the rotation <laughs> of the Earth. No. Yes. But if you fly downwards, no. for instance, let's say Dubai, then it's the same time going as it is coming back. Well, it would be because you're going in a straight line. Yeah, but if you're, what it... you're saying is you're taking off, and, and like the Earth's going. Yes. So if you right, no. yes. <laughs> Qualifications. Uh, pilot. Are you really, though? Yeah. Ooh. Prove it. Fly us somewhere. Uh, Go on, fly us. Go on, then. Okay. Oh, you think do you're as, a pilot? Do as the captain's speech. <laughs> uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to BA Flight 14. Not smug Amsterdam. enough. He's not being, <laughs> he's not being cocky he's, enough. He's not the captain. <laughs> well... <laughs> No, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a commercial pilot. I've oh, got. Oh, here we go. Thanks. Oh, you're a rich playboy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. Tim, um, uh, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, We're nodding and smiling and disregarding you. Yes. Okay. All right. But thanks for your call. Love to Murray. We like your boy. Fair play, though, Catherine. You you did what I did there. You were backed into a corner, and instead of going, oh, okay, well, you fought your corner. Even though it may be bullshit, I did tell you that because I believed that. I, I still believe it. I'm sticking by it. I still believe it. You fly to New York, right? And you're going in the direction that the Earth is turning. So you've got to fly further, essentially. And then you're flying back. You're flying against the direction the Earth is turning. So that, so London is coming round to meet you. Listen, I hope it's true because I told my kids it very convincingly. Oy. And they believe me. But then again, that's what parents do, right? Tim, Tim is, I think, um, Full like, of it. like Donald Trump Jr. is spreading fake, fake news. news. Fake news. Let's go to Derwin. Good evening, Derwin. Hi, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> oh, back to Pina Carrara. At last. Thank goodness. Oh. Deary me. <laughs> In fact, I'm calling I... Tim so-called Tim from now on. <laughs> yeah. oh, charlatan Tim, I think. <laughs> I reckon his son Murray, instead of being a ten-year-old boy, was actually a midget. His wife is like the crankies. Yes, I'm very... Yes, I'm suspicious of the whole family. Who would take a child to that filth? Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Yes, what you got for us, boss? Oh, thank you. I've got some old Time Out magazines. I'm looking at the Lonely Hearts column. Would you like me to read? Oh, from yes, mate. From 1972. Yes, I would, mate. 73. 73. Go on then. Yeah. What? What? Hang okay. on a minute. Hang on a minute. Give us the exact date. Oh, blimey. Uh, Why are you planning to? July 27th to August the second. It's 15 pence. From 1973. No, I was just thinking. Wouldn't it be funny if it was the week of my birth? It's not. Right, I, but I, I was. Have, hang on. I have other magazines. I've got seventy nine, but there's no, too no, many no. to read through. If that is July the twenty fifth, nineteen seventy three, I would have been five, six weeks, six weeks old. Let's Ooh. hear the Lonely Hearts columns from six when I was six weeks. Old. My parents weren't well, even married I've, I've at that point. A few out. There we go. There's, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, go on. Here we go. Age forty five, tall and slim, and quite with it. <laughs> Going on holiday in August. Needs young female company, no strings, <laughs> just gentleness. Oh. My name is Harry. 
Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. <laughs> Do you feel lucky, punk? Did I did I come five or six times? What I like about him <laughs> oh, is God. that he sounds like he's been. A, he's a he's a gentleman, but he's saying, "Come on holiday with me, no strings." So when we get home, you're out. Oh, it gets worse. Don't worry. Oh, Go on. on. Oh, next one. Company chairman seeks out of office. Yes, girl. Must be used to taking orders. <laughs> Shy, submissive, and subservient. Oh, you know what this is? Secretary. Would be genuous, generously treated. Tweeted? Treated? Treated. Okay, well, I'm predicting the future. In other words, I'll buy your presents if you let me smack your ball. <laughs> <laughs> who, okay. could, who could refuse an offer like that, Derwin? <laughs> I, I, I'm, there's another offer. There's an advert in the middle of these. Uh, it's for computer dating. Oh, computer. And six, six dates for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up, roll up, got you, not your four, not your five. I got you six days, four a pound. What if you don't like the first? You've still got to go. <laughs> go on, give us, I like this. Go on, give us another one, Derwin. Female, probably 25 to 30. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Probably. probably. Probably a little gay. Probably a graduate. Probably in denial. Probably leftish. Wanted by mail, probably answering to similar descriptions. Wait a minute. Hang on. He, it, a gay man wants a gay woman? A little bit gay. <laughs> a little gay. He's only a little gay. So, but he's Maybe asking small. He's asking for a woman who's a little well, bit gay. Yes. That's oh. weird, isn't it? What's, what's that? Very forward thinking, 73. Swingers. Must be. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be swingers. There's going to be. There's going to be more than one fella, more than one person involved in this relationship, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Would you like another one? I go on. Yeah, I, I could listen to this all night, Derwin. This, <laughs> this is honestly, this is brilliant, mate. Thank these you. These all sound like. By the way, these all sound like absolute catches. If, and, and if you're li- so at home listening, eight of them. So if you're ho- at home listening to this, going. Oh my God! That's how we met, darling. Then give us a call now. Do you remember please. when you were a little bit gay? <laughs> Your name, Harry. <laughs> Go on, give us another one. Architectural lecturer, thirty-two, mm. owns studio flat and sports car. Swanky. Seeks the company of interesting female until August the twenty-fifth. <laughs> oh, do you know what that's? You know what that is? Term time. Well, what? Stu- we know a studio flat is. Yeah. Bedsit. Right. Sports car. Yeah. Bed sit. Yeah. Only wanted for a limited time. He's separated. Oh, dear. His wife's coming back at the end of the summer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. A summer fling. Advertised. <laughs> Give us one more, Derwin. This is brilliant, okay, mate. Okay. Um, lonely gentleman, 53, six foot, kind, amusing, uncomplicated, seeks younger lady, companionship, and love initially. Oh. Any shape, colour, status... All right. See, Chrissy assures. Let's go back to the description again. Did he say Randy? No. No. What was the first word? Uh, lonely gentleman. Oh, lonely. 53. Lonely, okay. 53. <laughs> well, not, that's, that's secret. And it or, says uh, he's kind. What yeah. else? Generous. He, he's amusing. Yep. yep. Uncomplicated. Yep. He seeks younger lady. Yep. For companionship and love initially. Any shape or colour or status. Right, so he's not fussy, he's a minger. He's desperate. Desperate, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, really. Derwin, Derwin, why have you got so many old Time Out magazines? I, I, I just love the uh, nostalgia. Yeah. I buy no. these and I, I occasionally go with my uh, 
to uh, somewhere my niece and uh, we, we look through them oh no brilliant they're great, great. they're great uh, no, car boot sales and stuff like it that. is great and uh, is, is it just time out magazines or do you get other th- old things oh i get old uh, uh, loads of old stuff so there's a great magazine we had from the 50s yeah and a, a girl ra- um, wrote in and said who should get off the bus first my myself or my boyfriend and that, that was it was worrying her this is, I mean, Gosh. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Time Out, and the fact that Time Out, it, it, I mean, it, it's literally, it's not literally. Which I'm not very, so it's London centric, isn't it? it, it well, it is. I think they, they, well, they do it in New York as well. I think they might have done it in a couple of yeah. other cities, but yeah. now it's, now it's a crappy little free thing you get at train <laughs> stations. And before, I, I never forget when I was doing, when I started doing stand up comedy, Derwin, and yeah. the first time I saw my name in the listings, Ian, oh, Ian Rugby, good. and I wish I'd kept it. I wish I'd kept it. But <laughs> But um, it was a great magazine, and some great writers worked there. Peter Perfides, John Ronson, I think, wrote stuff there and all of that. And uh, that Lexi Sarai used to buy it for. And that was, yeah. He had a great column. Oh, Derwin, thank you for that, mate. I really enjoyed that. Problem. Call again, won't you? Do you want a quick one? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Is that, Is that, that another one? one? <laughs> 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 we both went for it, yes. Yeah, go on. Good looker, hairy, 36, seeks female anywhere. <laughs> thank you, Derwin. <laughs> Harry, that was that was a good call, wasn't it? That was a great call. Do you know what I think we should start? I think that doing? was my favourite. We should um, because just to raise and, and I can see we got jeez, we got we got the Holy Trinity coming up next. We have got Paul in Stoke Poges, Nigel from Maidstone, and David Badcock. Right, oh, I'm going to have to go for a wee. Uh, we should. I think we should have a caller of the night award. Get a little fanfare made up. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, well, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Paul, David, Nigel, stay there. Uh, you're listening to, uh, The Late Night Alternative with me and Lee. Catherine's off for a wee. Um, we are deconstructing the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. Um, don't think we're going to get it finished tonight. We'll, we'll carry on tomorrow. This is Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. David, say hello to Nigel. Hello, David. Yes, me first. Hello, Nigel. All right, David. Nigel, you sound a little bit muffled. Is is your mum trying to smother you? I think it's probably the line. No, it's probably the phone. Oh, the phone then. Yeah, I'll put it to the other ear. Um. Hello. Hello. Is that better? Well. Hello. I think the the phone's a bit muffly, but it's it's your end. I think. (laughs) <laughs> oh my end. Is this me? <laughs> it's both ends. <laughs> Test. Which end is it? I don't know. It's the wrong Am end. I on? Hello? Uh, am I on there? Yeah, oh, who's yeah. this? My name's not Ian. Oh, hello, Dave. Who's this? Nigel from Maystone. Have I got the wrong number? No, I think Ian's gone. He's not talking, Ian. He's... Oh, have you, have, you, have you rang Ian as well? Yes, I rang Ian as well. He's, I'm just waiting for him to talk to us. Right, right, right. How are you then, Nigel? Not too bad. I was I was just going to tell Ian about something quite important. Me too. What was your <laughs> thing? <laughs> Don't your No, you'll go first. Ladies first. Hello, Ian? Ian? No, no, talk, talk to David. To you? That's me. Talk to you? Okay. Um, I was going to tell Ian, but I'll tell you, uh, a couple of weeks I had an affair. 
with a, a, a lady. I think this is a bit too heavy for me. Ian! <laughs> Help! <laughs> Come on, Ian, put, put, put it in. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not waving, I'm drowning, Ian. I'm not waving, I'm drowning. Come on, Ian. Wait, he might have gone for a pee. No, no, C C Kathleen went for a pee. Oh, perhaps they both went. <laughs> hey, I'll have a pee, I'll have a pee, please, Nigel. Yeah. Oh. It's soon be one o'clock and it'll be too late to speak. Well, it will be. I, 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 I too had something planned to, to say. Yeah, um... I think listen to me, then. What going to say now? I forgot. Uh, have you seen my latest videos on Talk Sport the Golden Years? I've got some new video on there. Me, me, me or Ian? Uh, uh, you, David. If you, have you got the internet there in front of you? Um, not in front of me, no. I, I, I tend to use my phone and I'm on it. Uh, uh, Talk Sport the Golden Years. There's a, body, a new bodybuilding one I put on there tonight. What, what what do you reckon to the song Pina Colada? Um, I don't know very much about it, really. Right, right. Mm. Um, if uh, an anagram of Pina Colada, sorry, uh, 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 an anagram of Pina Colada is uh, uh, oh, hang on, I've written it down. One sec, just one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Mm. A cop, Aladdin. Yeah. Right, tough crowd. Um, Ian? Do you, do you like chicken? David, do you yeah. like chicken? The animal or the food? Uh, chicken, the, an the animal chicken. Chicken you eat? Uh, n neither. You don't eat chicken? I don't like chicken looking at them. I don't like eating oh, so chicken. You, so you don't like cock? Right, yes, 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 y
Put the boat in, Ian. <laughs> in the water. Launch it. I've been Bullseye on the television, Jim Bowen. That's quite funny. Because he was quite a funny comedian, wasn't he? Jim he was Bowen. quite nice. Uh, what, would, what would he say? He, you, that's he not, must look, be about look 80 up. now. Look at what he could have won. I used to work with uh, Jim Bowen uh, 20 years ago. No, 30 years ago, sorry. 30 years ago. When I played the the drums for him, uh, when I was in a band, uh, he did the cabaret, and I was sitting at the back of the stage while he was doing his comedy, comedian stuff. And that was really, that was about, I think, about six times I did some shows with him. I think think you're taking the the mick a bit now, aren't you, Nigel? But he's a lovely man. He's he's just the same off stage as he is on stage. Can, can you hear me, Nigel? Uh, I can hear you clearly. Right, right, mm. right. But I don't know what's going on at the moment. Uh, no, no, you and me both. You and me both. I think he wants us to take over the show. <laughs> well, I think we've done that. I think we've done we've that. Done very well, really. So, whereabouts in the country do you live in, there, Dave? Maltby Rotherham, Maltby Rotherham. So that's up north, really, to me. Yes, that's uh, north, north, of, north of Watford Gap. Yes. Uh, Is it near Leeds? Yeah, it's kind of it. It's in, it's yeah. in, the, it's in the, ball, the ballpark. It's in the Leeds ballpark. Do, do you know Sam Willer on the internet? Sam Willer. Um, I don't know many people. I've not got oh. many acquaintances actually. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. He's he's, he's probably listening yeah. now. He's, he's a big fan of mine. Sam Willer. Yes. And Lauren Smith is another girl, that fat friend of mine, that lives in Leeds. She's Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I didn't think about my lady. I know it sounds kind of mean. But me and my old lady had fallen into the same old dull routine. So he decides... To act, and this is where the song pivots, okay? Because what he does, um, as he said, it, it could be considered mean, and it is mean. It is disrespectful to the woman who's who's sharing the bed with him. It's disrespectful, um, and um, it, it, it is cruel. And I'm gonna, I, I, it's cowardly, it's cowardly. But he decides to make um, a significant change in his life and try and find the excitement that he once had in that relationship and try and find it elsewhere. So we go to the third line of the second verse. Um, so I wrote to the paper. This bit doesn't quite make sense, if I'm completely honest. And we have got Tell me why. So I wrote to the paper, took out a personal ad. So instead of writing... That's the... how you do it, though. You communicate via the personal ads. Well... In those days, you did. Um, they wouldn't put you in contact. They wouldn't give you okay. that woman's address, okay. would they? Okay, you're right. Okay, I'll give you that. So I wrote to the paper, took out a personal ad. And though I'm nobody's poet, I thought it wasn't half bad. That is a great line. Pleased with himself. Yeah, that is a great line. So I, I love it. I love it. So I wrote to the paper. It's really satisfying to say. So I wrote to the paper... Took out a personal ad, and though I'm nobody's poet, thought it wasn't half bad. And then we get to the second chorus, and this is... This, I love it in songs when the choruses are a little bit different. Because chorus is meant to be the same every time, so everyone can sing along, and then you repeat the chorus three times until fade at the end of the song. But this one, you've really got to think about it, because the choruses are a bit different. Um, Sam, I'm going to need an out time when you can, um, and we'll get to the, that second chorus in a minute. Let's go to Marty, first of all. Good evening, Marty! Hi Ian, hi Kath, how are hey. you guys? Not too bad. Good, thank you Marty. What have you got for us? What would you like to say about Escape Brackets, the Pina Colada song, close brackets? Oh, I, actually I was ringing up about Bob Dylan. Oh, go on then fella. 
if that's all right. Yeah, of course it's all right. Of course um, it's all right. All right, cool. Because you were saying uh, just a bit earlier that you'd love to go and see him live. Yeah, I would, actually. And I'm not a fan of Bob Dylan, I I, and I've tried, but I, I'd like to go and see him live because I'd, like exp- I'd like the experience of seeing an artist have complete disregard for the audience. And also, he's <coughs> quite old. Oh, he's going to die soon. T- the times but, are changing. But someone, uh, someone uh, his ashes soon will be blowing in the wind, but... Uh, just someone who's got who's got complete disregard for the audience. Love it. Love it. He does. You know, I've seen him a couple of times, and you know how normally they'll go like, you know, hello, London, or whatever. Yeah. Like, he, he won't say any of that. Normally, he just kind of, he comes on, and he he, ha- he hasn't even played guitar, I think, in about ten years now. Oh, wow, okay. He just plays on his, he, he just plays on his harpsichord. So what? he comes on, he stands on, the sta- stands on the stage, does about ten songs, and he leaves. And I'm, I am a big fan of him, but I have to say, like, probably, and I've seen him two or three times, they're definitely the worst concerts I've been to. Really? Because his, com- his voice is completely gone. Yeah, you yeah. can't even understand the word he's saying. Yeah. Um, you know? Is have- it a little bit? Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Because we all know he's very clever and he was a social changer and all that stuff, right? Is it a bit Emperor's New Clothes, Bob Dylan? Everyone's pretending that's a, they get that's it. Addressed to you, Marty, I believe. Emperor's new clothes. Discuss. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Cass? Ooh. I don't get it. I think just I don't get it, but I I, I can see he's I, clever. I, I get why some people get it, and I, I really hope that one day I get it. I do like one of his albums. I like Desire. Desire's a nice album. Desire is one of my favourites, actually. Here comes the story Desire. of the hurricane. Is that on Desire? There's better songs, that he, and there's a song on there called Isis as well. Oh, oh he predicts he knew. the future. He Have knew. you seen? There's a brilliant one of my favourite favourite uh, uh, things. There's, there's a Norwegian program. I think it's Norwegian or Swedish. I think it's Norwegian, where it's a great idea for a show where um, they they um, find activities that normally lots of people would do. And they film one person doing it. I can't think of any examples apart from this one episode where... Uh, so, so this episode, it's a concert. So normally you have thousands of people at a concert, but they have one person. And it's Bob Dylan giving a concert for one person. Have you seen that, Marty? No, but that sounds unbelievable. It's on great. YouTube, right? It's on YouTube. It's from this century. I can't be any more specific than that. I'm going to say ten years. And it's this guy, and he's in a massive auditorium, and he walks in, and it's empty. And he sort of looks around, and he knows what it's going to be. And he sits down, and he sits there for a few minutes. Then Bob Dylan and his band walk out onto the stage, don't even look at him, and sit down and play. And they, I think they do like a 45-minute set. And it's mainly sort of like old Buddy Holly kind of rock and roll numbers. I don't think they do any oh, of wow, the you know cool. the hits. And this bloke just sits there, and he can get up if he wants and walk around, and so he can go anywhere, and he just sits there and watches this concert on his own. Bob Dylan does 45 minutes an hour, walks off. It's br- I think it's on YouTube, because I've, I've definitely seen bits of it. I think it's on YouTube. It's brilliant. And uh, it's things like that that make me, make me respect the fact that Bob Dylan exists, even though I don't quite get him. Yeah, that's cool enough. Well, I finished working about... 
10 minutes time so as soon as when as soon as i get home that's going to be the first thing that i pop find on it, the man. tv I think. i'm gonna i'm gonna have a look for it see I if will. i can find it and i'll tweet it if i if i can find it it's absolutely brilliant marty thank you very much for that it's appreciated but 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 time is against us guys time is against us i think we're going to have to carry this on tomorrow if i'm completely honest um everyone will be relieved we've got we, oh, no, this will be nice because we're going to get halfway through the song we, we're going to rush the second chorus um, and we might have to kind of pick up and, and, and recap some stuff tomorrow. So, second chorus. So he's written an ad. He's writing an ad, okay, um, to, to uh, basically attract this woman. And uh, it's a reply to her. Yes, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. I'm not much into health food. That's the mirroring. There is a f- phenomenon, and it, I always thought it was quite a new thing, say new, from the 90s onwards. But actually, there there are examples of it from the 50s and the 60s, of um, the Reply song. Mm-hmm. There was a big thing kind of in hip-hop and R&B culture, where there will be a big hit by Beyonce, for example, or Jay-Z. And I'm saying that because I know there are examples. And then a, 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 a male artist will respond to the Beyonce song, yeah. or a female artist will respond to the Jay-Z song. Wasn't there a really rude one recently where oh. it was basically F you, and then the other one, and then the woman got back into gets oh. in touch. It was a male artist and yeah. female artist, I, th- I presume, on the same label, and yes. it, was a, it was a kind of oh. call and reply thing. They do that, but, the, but then I've, I've found a couple of examples of it in the 50s and the 60s. They were done more as sort of novelty songs, but there are a couple examples... Mm. Of um uh, 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 of the response, I think it's a really I think it's brilliant just being able to someone does a song and you can either go in and go you know you can take the part of the woman they're singing about anyway this is what he's, he's, he's this is the kind of a call and response thing in the the same court in the same song uh, I'm not much into health food I am into champagne boom we're in double there. booze I've got to meet you. I've got to meet you. The desperation that you only get when you're a horny 15-year-old or the, the very first flushes of a brand new relationship. I've got to meet you. Or, yeah. third reason, Yes. time constraints because you're supposed to be somewhere else. Yeah, well... No. And someone's going to bust you. Well, it, 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 as we go on a little bit further, we, we find he think, he sees this as a permanent... I interpret it as he sees it as a permanent thing. We'll get to that line in a second. I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon and cut through all this red tape. Um, uh, basically saying we ain't got we ain't got time to uh, to mess around. This has got to happen, and it's got to happen bloody soon because we, I, I'm going crazy here. I'm going crazy. Um, I mean, bearing in mind at this point, doesn't even know what she looks like. No. I mean, she might be a fella. I've seen catfish. At a bar called O'Malley's, where we'll plan our escape. And it's the line about planning the escape that makes me think this is a permanent thing. It's not an escape into a kind of a fantasy. This is actually a genuine, uh, he, he wants to escape with her. And remember this, when we get later on, maybe tomorrow, yep. when we hear the denouement. Yeah. How could she forgive that? We will... Um, We'll return to this subject tomorrow. This is the Pina Colada song. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, 
was this letter I read If you like pina coladas And getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you like making love at midnight In the dunes on the cape Hey! 